You watching me glow, you watching me go I'm all in my zone, I'm holding my own I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones I am a blur, black and a nerd So this is my own, this is my zone And this is a show you already know like My grand blur, YouTube blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Cosplay blur Welcome to Blur Vision, your window into the world of all things geek, TV, movie, or news. We talk about it every week. I'm Jordan with Arsenio, Samia, and Jason. Once again, the Star Wars aficionado has returned <laughs> because we're not done. <laughs> There's still more to be said. Yeah, I mean we're in 2017 now, so we are officially out of the worst year in human recorded history. <laughs> yeah. Hope ended on a bad note. Yeah, but we, oh man. <laughs> Had to go we there. We gotta talk about it. Uh, uh, we do have to talk about it. So much has happened since the last podcast. So much. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with the Star Wars unfinished business. There's been a death in the family. Unfortunately, 2016. There have been many casualties in that year. Yeah. But right before we got out of it, we get one more person that gets taken away from us. Simple of Hope herself, Carrie Fisher, Princess Leia. I don't even know how I feel, guys. Like, it was, and it was this thing, you know what made it worse? I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it. What made it worse was when she first was announced as, like, you know, going to the hospital and, like, having, like, heart issues and stuff. Like, a lot of people make comments of, like, you're not gonna take our Carrie Fisher, not this time, 2016. Like, yeah. there's all these, like, amazing yeah. memes of, like, people, like, making drawings and stuff of, like, like the Grim Reaper being 2016. And she's like, no, the force is strong with Leia. She's not gonna go. And, then, and yeah. I, I purposely kept my mouth shut because 2016 has been a series of, it can't get much worse, right, guys? And Trump then it won. gets fucking worse. What were you saying, Arsenio, where it's like, um, 2016 is like, hold my beer? Yeah, hold my beer. <laughs> Every time. So then she gets the, she's like, wait, in a week's recovery or whatever. And then the unfortunate news. Is it a couple of days or is it a week? I don't even A couple of days. Just a couple of days. days. It was like three days. Yeah, it was even much time passed before the unfortunate announcement that she did not make it. I mean, I see why people were holding out hope because it wasn't like an immediate death. And after such a crappy year, like a lot of people were pinning their hopes, which is ironic because, <laughs> you know, her character. But yeah. a lot of people were pinning their hopes that she, she beat it. You know, I fell into that too. Like, she got this. Yeah. I, I mean, we all wanted her to. Yeah. We all wanted, I think that's why everybody grabbed onto it because it was like a, not only is she a symbol of hope, but like, you know, we're getting off the road one high. Yeah. And it was just a situation where it was like, and no, not this time. This time is going to be some good in this year. And it's the end of the year too. So you're just like, come on, can we have one good thing? Yeah. It, it felt good to have like one victory. Everybody kind of, like, everybody likes a good narrative. <laughs> everybody likes for the heroes to win. So it just felt like the right way to end the year on like a positive note. Man, this was J.R. Martin. This is Game of Thrones up in here. Yeah. That, that was my Facebook post. This was the year written by George R. R. Martin with a screenplay by Joss Whedon. Directed by Zack Snyder. Oh, <laughs> don't you say that. Oh, they BVS 2016. <laughs> Produced by Michael Bay. Men are still good. The biggest new verb of 2016. They BVS'd it. Seriously. Coined by, coined by Jordan. But I, I just feel terrible for that whole family, you know, just to, to go through that, like, that lull, like that, 
to, to go through like the feeling of like they made it and the, like at the end of it, not only lose her, but then also yeah, her mother as well. The next, can you day, imagine yeah. losing like, like the two matriarchs in a family like at the Carrie same Fisher's time? Carrie daughter must be devastated. Yeah, her father. Does he have a son too? Yeah. Isn't there a son? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. It's just like that's a crazy way to end of the year. Her dog's Instagram like broke my heart too. Yeah, she's so cute with that little yappy dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, our hearts go out to Carrie Fisher. I mean, as the number one Star Wars fan in the room, like, how do you feel? Like, I didn't really grow up with Star Wars, so like, um, on the one hand, like, um, I'm devastated because for me and a lot in my generation, like, that was our princess. That was yeah. you know goes hand in hand with Star Wars. You know, you can't. I I watched Force. Uh, yeah, The Force Awakens a couple of days. After that, I had planned to watch it anyway because I was trying to watch all the movies before and after um, Rogue One. Yeah, and it just like when she was on screen, especially like when Chewie hugs her, like I Aww. just I just lost my shit. Like, yeah. you know, it, it would have been it might have been different if the Force Awakens didn't come out because it's like all right, she'll always live in our memories. But it's like we got new movies with her now. It's like. I don't even want to think far that far ahead, but it's like, what does that mean now for episode, episode eight and nine? Like eight was already shot. Yeah, they are wrapped her. But her if they did, are they gonna like retroactively now go back and kill her? Or are we gonna have a CGI Carrie Fisher in episode nine? Are they gonna mm. recast? Is it gonna be like a Paul Walker? And these issues I don't even want to start thinking about yet because yeah. I still kind of feel like I'm in mourning for for her. So that's like a thought for another day. But it's it's pretty devastating. Mm. Somebody we somebody personally speaking, just for myself, it's somebody I literally grew up with. Yeah, and I heard like a lot of people that did grow up with Carrie Fisher like yeah. considered to be one of the first like major female role models. Yeah. So like you know that's something I as some, like someone like me I don't even really think about yeah. until it's brought up. I'm like wow, it's it's even more tragic. And, like for a lot of guys, that was like their first crush. crush yeah, that poster of her <laughs> in that, that bikini, <laughs> and not only that, but like she's just Carrie Fisher herself was just an amazing woman. She was very proactive yeah. about mental yeah. health and um, you know drug issues and stuff. She was a very like dry wit, clever woman. Very yeah. wise. Yeah. This is something she's like, she speaks about, like on just the topic of drug abuse and stuff. Yeah. I've heard stories, so yeah, she so seems like a, an amazing person. Yeah. The force is strong with her now and forever. Her and her family. So. She's one with the force. Yeah. The force, force with her. With her. Ah. Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> you owe me a coke. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. We're gonna get back in the rogue one. Now. I want to crack that open. I can talk about it a little more. We kind of got rushed through like the uh, the penultimate part of that review. So if you have any like final words on it, because I, I we all saw it twice, right? I saw yeah. it a third time. You saw it three times. I, I had to see it in AMC Prime just okay. to you know get that whole 3D uh, audio experience, which was pretty dope. Like, I had to see it again to be like, I have to be sure I didn't like this more. <laughs> 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 I really wanted to like it even more. I'm not I'm gonna hold my thoughts on it, but it's not. At least it's not BVS guys. <laughs> at least it's not that for me. It's not Suicide Squad. No, Ooh. or that. No, it should be. That's not a really cool thing where like those names should be reversed. Yeah. Or like, you know, Suicide Squad's about like one person in the group going rogue should be called Rogue, rogue one. one. Yeah. Why didn't you make yeah. that mean? Yeah. I thought you did make that mean. No, I made the other way where it should be called, this Rogue One should be called Suicide Squad. I didn't think about the reverse where Suicide Squad could also be Rogue One. Oh, yeah. I thought that was okay. what he was saying. I'm like, okay. ah. I saw that one too and I was like, oh shit. That's actually a good yeah. point. Took it the next step. Let's move on from the negative and the sad news of 2016 to the positive news of 2017. We got some new iTunes reviews. Ooh, snap. Yep, we got four since the last time. You guys really like us. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Why? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Just why? Why do you, why do you like because us? Because we actually do something, right? <laughs> Sam is dry wit. It yeah, sells. It, it is. <laughs> Everyone comes back for Sam. Thanks. <laughs> All right. I'm, just gonna, I'm not going to bear the lead. Each of these are five stars. So it's all positivity. It's all love in 2017. Let's start with 
five star from Cowboys fan two one five, titled "Great Show." I love the show. I'm so happy I came across your IG account and gave the podcast a listen. I've only been listening since episode 15, but it's all been gold. I'm more than likely going to binge the ones I missed over the holiday break. Once again, we are binge worthy. I feel good. Awesome. <laughs> Keep it up, guys and gals, and good luck with whatever plans you have moving forward. Thank you, Cowboys fan 215. We also have, and then of course my fucking phone just flips the hell out, <laughs> from Anakin J.K. Gatsby. Anakin? Anakin. Anakin? It's not spelled Anakin. It's A N A K Y N. So maybe it is Anakin. 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 J.K. Gatsby. <laughs> so it's oh, it's like a combination of a bunch of things. <laughs> Great uh, Gatsby. Maybe J.K. Rowling and Anakin. Interesting. But the title is "You Guys Are Amazing." I just found out. Oh, I just found you guys. You guys are freaking incredible. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm, gonna I'm gonna like say this as like he writes up the exclamation points. Freaking incredible. I just found you guys. You guys are freaking incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is actually uh, for you, Sam. I truly believe Cottonmouth had a potential to be Luke Cage, what Kingpin was Daredevil, and what Kilgrave was Jessica Jones. Yes. Like, maybe go Lex Luthor and give him a battle suit. <laughs> I didn't like... A when, better battle suit? Well, <laughs> I mean, well one of them got... Diamond the Beck got the battle suit, yeah, but... Yeah, bad one. Yeah, bad one. Maybe Luke Cage... We I mean, don't uh, talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> maybe Cottonmouth would get an actually cool one. <laughs> Uh, he says, like, maybe go Lex Luthor and give him a battle suit. I didn't like when he was taken out so soon, given the fact that that given the fact that he was well on his way to be one homegrown villain. I did like Diamondback, but I feel his arc could have been saved for another season. Agreed on that. And maybe a little bit less hammy. Yeah, we need to expand upon that. Sam, yeah. you wanna you wanna we wanna crack this open before you guys talk talking about it real quick, like they sort of perfectly set up Cottonmouth to have a really great moment in that show, to have a really good arc, to have cool growth throughout the rest of that season. And then yeah. they just immediately killed him. <laughs> it was like the most pointless amount of hard work and good writing because they just like basically said like, hey, we did this really great. Let's aim for the trash bucket. <laughs> just throw this out. And then Luke Cage literally ends up in the trash. <laughs> oh so we'll talk about that more, but totally agree with those sentiments. And thank All you for right. the review. Let's move on. We got I disc. I'm not even trying to pronounce. I don't think that's even a word. <laughs> I disc n d n d j d, and he must be related to the next guy. <laughs> no, he must. Yeah, right. <laughs> he must be related to our next reviewer because they have the same kind of D J D D J, kind of lettering in their that's names. That's DJist. Yeah, right. <laughs> they say five stars. Awesome, awesome podcast. Reviews and ratings are spot on. Perfect. We have no flaws. We are perfect. <laughs> they just give us a perfect vision. Yes, they did. <laughs> they actually listen to the podcast and know what racism is. Jason. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and Lewis, wherever you are. <laughs> Jerk. Hey, I had set that up perfectly for you to explain it. For that was an amazing listeners. recovery. I'm not going to lie. You, yeah. you dismounted so beautifully. <laughs> All right. Our last review, we've got this name. <laughs> DJ something. No. I mean, it ends with a lot of DJs, but it's Fartface. Mm. Yeah. I don't know how this person is, but Fartface HDJJJDJDJDJD. Oh, God, it's an HD, of, too. I don't know. I don't know who people are. But <laughs> they say, amazing. I love this podcast. Thanks, Fartface. It's great how you guys <laughs> He means that in the most loving That's way. That's your name. I don't know what this is. <laughs> what do you mean to say? <laughs> I love this podcast. It's great how you guys break down every aspect of the movie, shows, and even the trailers. So, th again, I don't know. Thanks, Fartface. It's hard, I man. Just, You're making it real, real hard. I'm going to say real quick. 
Thanks, fart face. <laughs> but for you and the rest of the listeners out there, we really want you to review us. Maybe when you're picking your username, think about the fact that you might be shouted out on a podcast one day and see what you can live with. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he Thanks loves again. us. He, he loves how we break down all the aspects of oh, movie shows too. and trailers. So. I just really hope you have no problem being called fart face this many times on a podcast. He's probably really excited right now. Like, they said fart face <laughs> a lot of times. Fart face, fart face, fart face. What's next? Shout out to Balls Dave 2017. Oh, God. <laughs> I bet you he's like super handsome, too. <laughs> he's like, like, the fart, like, he's like, you assholes, my name's Fart Face. Like, like, <laughs> it's French. That is French. Insensitive yeah. <laughs> assholes. Fart Face. <laughs> All right, so let's move on. We don't really have a, I'm just going to keep it real. We don't have, really have a planned show for you guys today. We all just kind of hanging out, and it's, you know, been a couple weeks after. Well, a couple weeks. We were it's been a week the after you know, the new year, so better some kind of podcasts than no podcasts, right? Yeah, we took off for the holidays. So it was like, oh, we might as well get back in the hay. Yeah, we took off right when we got reviews saying like, oh my God, you guys are so consistent now. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, screw that. You're so consistently organized, so we're going to free ball tonight. <laughs> yeah. So basically, we're the CW. Yes. <laughs> we're oh flying God, the by the <laughs> No, no, no. We are the Legends of Tomorrow mid-season finale right now. Oh. That's what we are right now. We have no direction. Okay. Why Why would you say, like, I wouldn't just stop listening right now. Like, if I was anyone listening, if I heard that comparison, be like, so I don't need to listen to okay, this. Okay, but I will say something very exciting we do have tonight is that I finally finished Luke Cage. The series finale of Sam's review. Yes. <laughs> it's like a three-part. The long saga. It was like a five-parter, actually. It came up like in almost every single podcast. Word. You get like small hints to her. Like the last time we spoke, I literally had only one more episode to go. What was her final review of Luke Cage? <laughs> Find out in the next episode of Blur Vision. Did it, did it, did it. Last time on Blur Vision. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is happening? <laughs> Can you dig it? <laughs> I'm Luke Cage. No. <laughs> I'm Luke Cage. We gotta make a sound bite of all the bad lines. Yeah, Just right. Just make it into a meme video. Drop. <laughs> Nigga, I'm your brother. <laughs> this time, Luke Cage. <laughs> all right, so let's get right into it. But I also want to talk about Assassin's Creed because I think me, Sam, and Arsenio did see it. Unfortunately, yeah. Jason did not. Correct. Correct. Jason will decide tonight whether or not he wants to see it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'm not going to give you a good review for it. <laughs> You're not helping Fucking me want to see it. it. So maybe we should start with that. You want to start with Assassin's Creed? Yeah, that's good. And, then, and then, then end with your amazing six-part review. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Luke Cage with the evil, like this five-part miniseries. <laughs> All right. Assassin's Creed. Aww. All right, I don't even have to put in a dub now. I can just use that. <laughs> I am a god, yeah. but I'm a man. Oh, God. <laughs> Kanye West. <laughs> I don't know. You know what? The trailers for this movie were like tonally all over the place. And that's because honestly, after seeing this movie, they, they didn't really know what they were doing. Like they had like, they've played the game. I'm sure someone who made this movie played the games because they, they at least had, one. yeah, they played one because they at least had like all of the earmarks of Assassin's Creed. So like for fans, that's what a lot of movies are doing recently. They have all of the, like the fodder for fanboys to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like none of the substance to actually make an interesting narrative with compelling characters. 
That's my take on it. It's feeling more and more like I, like we come up against this in DC movies, I feel like, all the time, where <laughs> fandom movies are kind of... <laughs> Everyone's so, a bit triggered. <laughs> Jordan is so triggered every time I bring up DC movies. Damn, Marvel boys. <laughs> like, his eyes just got wide, like, started twitching. <laughs> Down Marvel fanboy, <laughs> but God. but no, I feel like I feel like now they pay so much attention to like what what do the like true fans like the fanboy fans want that they kind of forget to make like a a movie like a movie movie not yeah. just a geek movie but like a full on like makes sense to everyone other people like it type of movie. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think you could say that that problem was there with Assassin's Creed. But that being said, I'm just gonna jump right in. Okay. I don't really play any of the games the most i know about it is from watching arsenio play listening to him and our friend allison talk about it and i actually enjoyed the movie oh more than i thought i would wait what is it okay wait what's your review for it huh what's your review for it i would say it's passable okay well that's not crazy, not crazy <laughs> what do you mean no. it sounds I was like oh my god you just like perfect this like no no no, no, no. I, would yeah, say, no. I would say like Without being biased, it's passable. But the fact that it's Michael Fassbender makes it more than passable for me. So mm-hmm. like, take <laughs> take whichever one you want because I'm a total Fassbender fan. Are you serious? So you, you can like put that man in? You anything. get like the Cavill bonus with like people that like BVS. Yeah. <laughs> it's That's like, funny. well, Cavill's hot in it. <laughs> All right, you put Fassbender in BVS. It's ten out of ten. Oh god. Well, I also. Oh wait, before we continue, Blurry Vision has a rating system. <laughs> I swear to God. They should have tuned in by now. I'm so organized. (laughs) And then your next review is going to be like, this was my first episode listening. I'm glad that you explained. Yeah, right. Yeah. This is, I'm gonna have like a cool drop in for this thing, so I don't have to like explain each time. But Blurvish has a range system, a five star system that goes from poor to perfect. Poor, less than passable. Passable, more than passable. Perfect vision. You hit somewhere in there, it's really a one to five star system. So what Sam basically just gave his thing was a three out of five stars. Yeah, three out of five. Yeah. For but all of the like people. Fassbender, if you like Fassbender, it's four out of five. five. I, I, I like to go further in depth of why you feel that way, but Arsenio, how'd you feel yeah. about the movie? For me, like, I'm a big Assassin's Creed fan. Mm-hmm. So even going in, I was like, I know the games, like, the back of my hand since they first came out, I was like hooked on them. Yeah. Because I'm a cheap hoe. You put in parkour, I'm probably going to watch it. Oh, I'm the same way. And I'm probably going to enjoy it. <laughs> Oh yeah, like I even saw like the fucking uh, Trasseurs movie that was on Netflix with uh, this kid from Jacob Black from fucking Twilight. Yeah, I saw it. I'm like, oh, it's parkour. I'm watching it. Okay, it sucks, but it's just that. But I was going in like, you could tell they did the research for the stuff. Yeah, the references, the characters, actually characters from the game. And what's more impressive is that it's not a retcon. It still takes place in the universe of the games. Yeah. So that's dedication. It could have almost been happening to the person other than Desmond. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, maybe simultaneously. Which is cool, because, like, you have, like, Alan Ricken, Riken, Ricken, whatever the fuck his last name is. Is that that what the main character's name is in this? Yeah, the main bad guy. (laughs) Oh, the main bad guy. Yeah, the main bad guy. I didn't even get names. What the hell was the main guy? Cal? uh, Kale? 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 I think it was Cal. Aguilar. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah. For me, it's more than passable. I enjoyed it for the most part. I could see parts where people were in like... Again, one of the main things about Assassin's Creed that sells it to people is going back in time, reliving these ancient times and seeing how mm-hmm. people were. I wanted more of the assassin. Yeah. I more I wanted more of a Aguilar in action. It's like as much as I enjoyed the modern day stuff. Aguilar like, was his name, right? Aguilar, Aguilar. Aguilar yeah. yeah. Spanish Inquisition. Nobody expected it. Yeah, yeah. But I wanted more of that to develop on that. Because like you get him in small bursts. Cal Lynch. Cal Lynch. It's Cal. Thank I remember you. thinking like, what well, was Callum? Callum is the full name, so they call him Cal. They call him Cal. I remember Cal. thinking that because it was like Superman. Every time they would say it, I'm like, you guys are Superman. Hello. <laughs> yeah, I have fun, but 
Yeah, like you get them in small bursts, like in three main scenes. It's like if you had a little bit more of that and less on the exposition, it would have been more enjoyable. You know what I was hoping the movie was going to do? Like once you went to the Animus, it was going to be that was like the vantage point of the rest of the movie with glimpses back into the real world through the Animus every once in a while. Like you know how the game... Like, like the we, games. Yeah, we broke in the axe and then you get pulled out of the Animus like for a short burst and then you go right back into it. As if... The, the the weakness of the movie, I feel like, was the fact that they didn't make Aguilar the main character. It was really like Cal, the guy that is the ancestor to Aguilar. Which is funny because in the trailers, you would get that Aguilar was like the main part because yeah. he's in all the trailers. But that's like, for me, the main appeal of all the Assassin's Creed games. It's not like, you're going to Abstergo with some Italy in it. Like, no, it's like you're in Italy and then Abstergo is kind of like the reprieve every once in a while. Yeah, when the game but the, the movie was flipped. Yeah. And like I felt like it was weaker for that because like you didn't get enough. Cat was bland as hell to me. So at least when you would go back to like the the Aguilar scenes, not only was every single scene with them since it was only three like a set piece, which I was cool, but like in every single one of those scenes, it just I feel like there was more character there without even actually going into the characters because mm-hmm. the um the I don't remember what the main female's name Maria Maria in the yeah. in the flashbacks or yeah. in the in the you know yeah the anime scenes like. Spoilers, we're going to spoilers, people. There's a scene where she dies toward the end of the movie. And there's absolutely no character development for that character at all. But just in the moment of her death and like the acting between Michael Fessbender and her and the, the really generic villain they're fighting, <laughs> like it just, I felt the weight of that scene without necessarily having to know what any of their backstory is. And that to me is a testament to like the actors and kind of like maybe even the direction of the scene. Yeah. But I just feel like the writing wasn't there to actually support how strong of a moment that was supposed to be. He was like, there was slow motion. There was like, that was supposed to be like a big deal. It was like, who the hell is she? I don't, I don't know who this person is. <laughs> so I don't know. It just like felt like where the movie like really floundered was its characters and where it focused its attention on. And I feel like if it focused it in different places, and like kind of bolstered its character development a little bit more, it would have been a much better movie to me. So as it stands, I'm a big Assassin's Creed fan too. So as it stands, I would, even despite all that, I would break even with you, Sam, I'd probably say like passable, maybe okay. even lean toward a less than passable, only because there were points in the movie when they weren't in the flashbacks where I was like, checking my watch, like, all right, this, I, I'm trying Fastbender, but you're giving me these weird ass scenes of like, where he was singing, in the Animus. That, that killed me. I kind of love that. You love that? That was so whack to me. It was like, good to you too. No, th- so I'm listening to you right now. And the funny thing is, is that you're wrong. No, I'm kidding. I'm not going <laughs> to gonna, gonna, gonna do Trump you right now. I'm not going to do that. No, but the things that you don't like about Assassin's Creed are actually what I enjoyed more. That's I crazy. like that they flipped it. Because to me, if you have it all about what's happening in the past, then that's kind of the problem I had when they were talking about like doing Flashpoint on the Flash before we got to see what that was going to be, mm-hmm. is that to me, then my question is, so what's canon? And then I don't really know where the stakes are. Whereas if it's a character in a world that's like close to my timeline that I'm familiar with, mm-hmm. and then what he does in the past in his ancestors, you know, body and memories and history, is still affecting his present, then to me that's a higher stake than if all the story was in the past. I agree because with you. then it's all already history, so you can't change it. And if you do, you desynchronize. I mean, I agree with you, but in the same time, that would only be the case if the main characters in the present were interesting. <laughs> we see, like, do you find them interesting? You found Cal and his I found, story I with found his Cal father, and that bl- like really that whole bland, generic 
slog. I'm a, I, I, you killed my mom. <laughs> oh my, my god, mom. it was so generic and like poorly executed. My like to me. So like, how did you feel about it? Well, I guess what I enjoyed also because I enjoy the actor and I haven't seen him do a role like this is I sort of enjoyed getting to see the inside of someone that is not totally straight on the moral compass. Mm. Like just figuring out does he want to do what he needs to do to survive or does he want to do kind of what others are pushing him to do? Because there's what he wants to do himself and then there's the good you could say about the brotherhood and then there's what the organization is trying to do and Sophie and like that whole thing. See, I feel like all that was exposition. Like I feel like it was a lot of people talking about what the Osirgo is. What what even is the Assassin's Creed in this movie? Like they just keep talking about it. That's what killed me because they're like, oh, the Assassin's Creed is like if you would have shown scenes of like the assassins doing missions and stuff like that, yeah, right, to make it feel more alive. Like, yeah, that's what my problem always was even with the games. Where, like you have a good potential with the modern day stuff. If mm. you take all the elements from the game and put that in a modern day setting, it's like this could be dope as fuck. Mm. Zip lining everywhere and hunting down people like that. But it's like, oh, the Assassin's Order, the Assassin's Order. The Assassin's Order. Like, okay, but who are they? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But like, it's the movie's called Assassin's Creed, not Cal's Creed. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. I want to be in the world of the assassin. And like, the movie never gave me enough time in the assassin's world, even to know what the title of the movie really meant. Beyond, awesome. if I didn't play the games, I'd be like, so are is there a bunch of assassins? How many assassins are there? Are there like three of them? And then there's no more after that? Or is there a whole guild? Is there society? Like, mm-hmm. This is just me nitpicking, but like, it's not called the Assassin's Creed. It's the Assassin's Brotherhood. Yeah, I know. Their creed is what they say. Nothing is true. Everything permitted. So I'm just like, okay, general audience, OCD. I'm not going to take it. <laughs> but, but see, someone like Sam didn't even know something like that. Yeah. So it doesn't bother her. So, it, yeah, it didn't bother me. Because they also say, like, for the creed. Like, I understood at least the weight of, like, their philosophical link as a group from how often they said it to each other. Especially in that moment where that girl, whose name we don't even know, was dying. Because Maria. I... Maria, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, 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 you I can't remember Callum, but I can remember yeah. Maria because she was I bad. I remember that main character. No, she was great. It's like you're off the side with like a like, giant cue card, like Maria. Maria. <laughs> Maria. Maria. It's Maria. But I think what helped in like in her death, that she didn't have much story development, but you already got mm. a lot of clues that they understood that they were part of something bigger and that it was more about pushing the mission forward. Pushing mm. what their mission was forward, and I don't know why I didn't really need more than that to like be into it, but like it was enough for me mm. to enjoy the movie and understand why Cal would end up part of the the like present day uh, Creed Brotherhood. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's the problem is that I keep wanting to switch them. But why I liked seeing what they were doing in the present day that they were kind of carrying on the mission. Mm. They weren't in their ancestors' memories anymore. They weren't going back into the Animus, but it's because all of everything their ancestors did was kind of to be able to make them able to carry that on now. Mm-hmm. So that was a real consequence, and that's what I liked about it the most. That's fair. Yeah. I just feel like they, just, again, I just feel like they were focusing on the wrong things, and they could have gotten their story across in a much better way. It's one of those things where, it's like, I guess maybe it's <laughs> picking as like a critic. <laughs> to like, you're like, I see a better movie here if you just change right, some elements and right. focus on different elements. That's my problem, because like, I'm always seeing like the better movie. Yeah. Because like, I feel like, they, with, like the, the whole buildup of all those side characters in the present day that went nowhere other than to be like at the end, we're Assassin's Brotherhood with you in the present day. Like I didn't, I had no connection with those characters even with the amount of time they spent developing them. So it's like, why even bother? You could have put those characters just in the flashbacks. And then for one mm-hmm. scene at the end of that movie, when they did like the big revolt, 
then you could show those people that were in the flashbacks in the facility with him in the modern day, and you wouldn't need any of that development outside of like you know in the present day because you'd have had it already been a little flashbacks. Bit a little bit of a surprise, and not just exactly. Oh, we're the, we're the Assassin's Creed. You're gonna fuck it up for us. You're gonna kill us all. Yeah, You're an like, asshole. It was just like the I don't know. They were um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, About pieces. They were just showing their hand like from the the get go. Like I knew where the story was going, like from. The beginning point. You could see where it was going to end up to. He's going to get the skills. He's going to get better. He's yeah, going to yeah. break out. He's gonna and they're going to be idiots because nobody has guns in Abstergo. Ever. And that shit is like weird in the games. <laughs> but in the movie, it's even weirder. It's like, the dudes, no. The security guys at the end literally ran into the room with their arms up screaming. Like, ah! <laughs> 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 you got baton? kill them. Use the baton. <laughs> yeah. They didn't have baton. They're just like their fists. Like, ah! I'm like, you're a henchman, not security. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Okay, but was that scene where they're like breaking the cases of the weapons and they finally get to pick them up and use them? Was that not exciting for you? No, it like, was. That was my favorite I, thing. I've been focused on the negative. This is actually a lot of cool stuff in the movie that I liked. So like, I love like the action scenes. The new, the new uh, Animus. Yes, I love like the robotic Animus that flips them around. That in makes 3D so and much stuff. more sense. Than, it does like, on a bed like with the eyes closed. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> also totally fighting, but I'm frozen. You know, like, I, I have a positive ending with that though. But like, I, I agree with what you're saying because like that is not fun to watch like a film. <laughs> it's not. You're just laying there. <laughs> Even like as real his eye is twitching like something <laughs> What's he doing, Kung Fu? <laughs> <laughs> that was actually one of the reasons why they changed it, because they didn't want to give it too much of the Matrix vibe. Because it is inspired mm. by that. Yeah. But like even with the games, I'm like, okay, so he learned these skills from his ancestor. Just because you know how to do a backflip doesn't mean your muscles can do it. Yeah. Especially if you're lying on a fucking bed getting weight, not yeah. doing shit. <laughs> so no muscle. No, they understand the game. And then especially they're like they're the best climbers in the universe. <laughs> Yeah, for real. They're all Ninja Warrior level. <laughs> so, so like the fact that it's actually making you do it physically, it's like, all right, so you're getting conditioning and training. Plus yeah. he's fighting himself. I really like that as a concept. Yeah. And, I, and I really liked as an idea, intercutting the scenes of them fighting with like him doing the motions in the uh, animus. But, but they, they did, did it too much. much. Could have been Thank sparing. you. Yes. No, totally. It I was get jarring. it after twice and then stop. Just yes. Because they just, they kept showing like, it's not that they kept showing him fighting. It's that they kept showing the like light, the like light projection mm. versions of what everyone in the room is watching. Yeah. But then switch Shadow back to where to where you see a like full frontal view, like real version. Yeah. So it's just weird. Like you can just show me like his real fist switching with his ninja fist, and like I will understand. <laughs> ninja fist. And because like especially in like the first, I, it got better toward the end. Like yeah. toward the end, they yeah, like, no, they, they in, pull back through the, through the parkour chasing in the second flashback. Yeah. That was dope. Oh, when he does the dive. Oh yeah. god, yes. Oh. But I mean, in the in the first flashback, it was really bad because the action was also so tight. Like, like I noticed the camera work was like so it was one of those things where it was like choppy fighting where like they do a lot of cuts and it's not like close up shots oh, so you don't really yeah. know what's going on in the fight it's the, the chariot race it happened a lot there plus the shaky cam didn't was it chariot it. whatever it was the, yeah. the second shaky time cam. he this especially to me the second time he went in the animus the cam was so shaky that mm. I was like it's like I'm watching Jason Bourne in the time of the Spanish <laughs> yeah. it was exactly that style and I hate that and action it doesn't work yeah. it's just boring because it's like I don't know what's happening <laughs> Like, I don't Especially <laughs> since like those actors were like all adept. Like when they didn't do the shaky cam, you could tell that they could fight to at least a certain level. So it's like, can I just see it more? Yeah. If it was like, if it was the same action as in like in the second and third flashback, like pulled out. <laughs> if it was Thea and Arrow, like I would understand. But <laughs> hey man, I'm not even that that 
best stunt double that Thea has was dope compared to some of the fighting in the first scene of this movie. Yeah. yeah. But later on, when they pulled back with the parkour scenes and stuff, and they pulled back in the fight scenes in that scene, mm-hmm. that was epic. Yeah. One of the, like the things that kind of like bugged me visually, yeah, which made it even like harder to see sometimes, is because. I don't know what's up with 15th century Spain, but it is dusty as hell. You cannot <laughs> Yo, make out. Everything tone is and everything. and dusting. It's like, I get it for tone, but Jesus Christ, like, guys, don't fucking Snyder it. Like, take a, put some color back into it. Let us see it. Because then the color's already muted. Yeah. It's already gr- sepia. You're going to lose, you lose attention to detail, lose the actors. I think there's fights where I'm like, am I seeing what's actually happening or am I seeing his weird hologram projection, which you can't even see at all. Yeah, and like my brain was like, so how does that work logistically? Like, is he seeing that ugly, faded version, or is like he's actually getting a full visual, like the games? Because if mm. not, then how the fuck can he see whatever the hell he's doing? But that just goes back to like I feel like the flashbacks were just they just felt like these really cool cutscenes <laughs> in the game, and they get a chance to actually know who Aguilar was in the same way that like I know you didn't play the game, Sam, but like you know how like you fell in love with Ezio, yeah. Arsenio, like like that. Well, you fucking saw Ezio being born. Yeah, well, like I, you know what I'm saying? Like you you followed what I think is the more interesting like Desmond's not interesting like it'd be like making a movie about Desmond and not about Ezio Desmond can get interesting and he was starting to get to it but then yeah with the modern day stuff that's why even now in the games like there's no modern day stuff it's just like oh yeah here's a cutscene of the modern day go back to beating friends modern day still exists <laughs> said modern day still exists. <laughs> just just in case you forgot no but I will agree with that that I didn't really like that everything that happened in the past was simply a conflict it was always a conflict. Yeah. It's like, oh, fight, yeah. fight, 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 fight. Now yeah. they're tied up, so we're going to go back into his memories so you can escape from being tied up and continue. Yeah, like I would want to talk, like, why do they, ti- they get tied up? Why is the Grandmaster about to be executed? Because, like, yeah. those little low moments, like, if we could have seen the characters actually interacting in the past a little bit more in between fights, that would have done a lot to, like, raise the stakes of his ancestor. That's what I'm saying, but they spent all that time in the present rather than On Jeremy any kind speeches. of... Yeah, and also at first I didn't realize that was Jeremy Irons. Irons. When I heard the voice, I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's Mufasa Alfred. It's beards. I got a problem with beards. I can't. <laughs> yeah. Beards and like headwear and glasses. I can't. Well, and also for such like a, a typical setup where like, you know, she's trying to like run things differently, but her dad has higher expectations, and they also they work for the and all yeah. that like. There was a lot of that tension. We've seen it before. You can set it up in like five fucking minutes and we never have to go over it. And again. then it had the dumbass like Green Goblin twist at the end where she actually is like she's going to be an assassin. But then even though she lets uh, Cal Aguilar you kill her father, father, now she wants revenge. Yeah, like now she's like really like out to get them by the end of that movie, but it's that such, killed. but it's such a it flip. seemed uh, yeah it was like oh, you're your on their dad side. basically <laughs> lied to you about what any of this was for anyway. Like she didn't really know she was working for the she didn't know she had a fucking deadline. Yeah, and she let it happen. She yeah. like she gave him his blessing basically. Yeah, she was like, go ahead, but you already have I another <laughs> another main bad guy, the Grand Master Templar. Yeah, so you just make it about her and then have her be like, oh, like the Lucy. Before they have fucked it up, because it's literally you watching is like it's all the plot points from the first game. Other thing, they played one, they didn't play two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they did not play. They it was a better two. game. Okay, <laughs> that's a problem when you can tell which one they played. <laughs> yeah, because spoilers alert: the love interest for Altair in the games is Dies. named Maria. Yeah. Oh my god, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But she didn't die in the first game, didn't she? Then she died, she died in the second game. She died in Revelations. Oh, Revelations. Yeah, so I'm a big Assassin's Creed nerd. Fight. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's interesting. So the person, but what I will admit that I did love is when they go back in time. They're fucking speaking Spanish. 
Yeah. There's no forced American out of nowhere. It's like, bro, how you doing this? Forced American. <laughs> You're in your ancestors' memories, but everyone's speaking English magically. Okay, well, that's interesting. <laughs> I think it's cool that like the person that is like the biggest fan likes it the most, which I kind of predicted. I, I kind of was like, so they have all yeah, the earmarks the of the game. Yeah, but the person who's the smallest fan also liked it more than you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like the in-between, so I didn't enjoy it as much. Like, I wish I didn't know anything about it then. <laughs> yeah. But like, even like, as even though I still like it, mm-hmm. I recognize the problems, and I'm like, yeah, that could have been better. That could have been, that could have been better. For, for the first, for the time that I was there, I was like, I had fun. Yeah, I'm not dying to see it again. Maybe for the stunts. I mean, you didn't. I had fun, fun in the flashbacks, but in the flashbacks, yeah, yeah. I was going like, I wish I knew them more. <laughs> I wish I knew Aglar more. But here's the other thing too: is that I liked that it was like a very atmospheric movie in a way. True, it was. You know, I liked that I could I could kind of feel what it would be like to be in that facility. With like the extra time they spent on kind of like the silence of him in his room and things like that, and like what was kind of happening to him when he was like seeing his ancestor and like the post animus kind of after effects. I liked that stuff. Which you could have built upon more because like, bruh, your mind's literally caving in on itself. It's true. You can't tell what's real life. No, no, no. They did all that when they had that really cool fight scene with him and his ghost Aguilar. Yeah, so, <laughs> like, he, could, so he could train, but it's like you could have added more. Like he could have been just walking. I don't know. They could have saying. explained it a little bit, maybe. It was like, oh, you're suffering so? the bleeding effect. It's like, I know what that is. Do people know? <laughs> like, how about we actually delve into that a little bit? I don't know. Maybe Aguilar maybe giving him a message even before the end. Even though I like that end because that's straight by the games too. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. Overall, I mean, I, I liked it. Yeah. I didn't hate it. I was just like, video games can't be good. That's all. <laughs> video game movies can't be good. It's that's all. Really, yeah. It's really hard to make a video game movie. The best you can do is kind of like take a really cool premise and then put better writing on top of it, which no one bothers to do. I mean, this is the best chance at it. They had yeah. fast bender. <laughs> and yeah, I think he produced it too, didn't he? I just yeah, this, yeah. Was, this was definitely like an improvement. So if they do make a sequel, we could get a much better story. Let me ask you, have you seen World of Warcraft? No. Fuck never, no. Never mind. I never, I never even <laughs> I cared about both. the games. I didn't play the games either, but I was just like, maybe this could be a good video game movie. No. <laughs> no. I, I like the less of this, actually. I, I oh, but that's like Last Airbender. Like, you can tell before you go into that exactly. movie. Come on. Yeah. I had hope. <laughs> I'm just saying, at least you got Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Ooh. I mean, oh. that has like cheese camp factor for me now. So, like, it retroactively got better. In seven days, oh. the world will be destroyed. Yeah, fuck off. Hey, I'm not saying, your soul is it's mine. That's, no, that's Mortal Kombat 1. That was actually Oh, good. it is. Yeah. Two was with Shao Kahn. With that god awful mask and they change Raiden. Oh god. And then he turns like a claymation dragon at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Oh god. Oh my god. Animality. (laughs) (laughs) Like new Johnny Cage, break his neck. That was the peak of video game movies. What are you talking about? That's when Super Super Mario Bros. came out. So Jason, as the fourth party bystander on all this, how do you um, feel? I, I was never in, and it's nothing against the games they look like wonderful games but I'm, I'm a video game <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't like I'm games. drawing a line of I, I, about this it's the same reason why I don't play Metal Gear Solid I'm not a sneaking around stealthy game player I'm that guy that needs to kick in the door with the big gun and just shoot everybody so awesome. it's not my type of game so I never really played it looks gorgeous but it's just not my kind of game so too many cutscenes yeah when the movie came out I just wasn't excited about it because it's like alright that looks kind of cool and it's Fastbender but I just never played the game yeah. I'll wait till the movie comes out hear what people are saying and I heard very mixed reviews and even now here I'm still hearing very mixed reviews so I'm gonna <laughs> check it out but I still don't feel like I need to rush to go home to watch it like when I get a chance and I feel like you'll probably fall around somewhere where I fell I probably 
I mean, I feel Sam. sort of between me and Sam. A maybe. lot of times, I see where Sammy is coming from because a lot of times, when you're not a fan of something, you're not as invested. Like, I can't enjoy the X Men movies because I grew up on X Men comic books, and you don't I care as much. That's I true. nitpick everything. That's not Kitty Pride, and that's not yeah. Colossus, and I I just can't just enjoy the movies because I'm just nitpicking everything. So I might be able to enjoy this better because I don't know anything. It's very Lack true. Investment. Yeah, it's I really trick. think that may have been the case. Because I, I, I part of seeing in, the movie better. Yeah, like, I think better movie, I mean. I went in with a lack of investment and with, like, a relatively low bar. Yeah. So then everything was, like, pleasantly surprising to, like, very entertaining for me, whereas you might have had higher expectations. Yeah. That's well, yeah, I did go in with, like, this better be a good video game movie. <laughs> even, I swear to God. And even not being excited about it, like, just knowing Fassbender was in it, I was like, wow, you got Fassbender. That's yeah, like right? Cumberbatch in a, a video game movie. It's got to be good. And then yeah. to hear it wasn't just... It, not even being a fan of the game, I was disappointed. Like, really? Yeah. Like, that's kind of sad. Yeah. Even me, like, I go into movies and I'm just like, this is going to suck. Because I just go in with, like, the bare minimum. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, that wasn't so bad. So even though I can nitpick like crazy, and if I do, my score will drop down, like, 300 points. <laughs> I just take it as what it is. Like, it's it's a studio. So my main problem is studios don't understand the material. Yeah. That's what you can do. I'm just but, saying, hire one fan. There should be like a like an actual me, title. No, a title position called the fan. There's <laughs> like, one fact. guy that you hire. Whatever fanboy. Yeah. Fun fact, and I found this belatedly, and I messaged Jordan about this when I realized. Back in college, for my film thesis, I made mm. a short film about Assassin's Creed. Yeah. It takes place in the modern day. It's an, it's an assassin from Spain of Spanish descent, taken by Abstergo. With a black guy who's his best friend who trains him. And at the end, he basically screws up the assassin order. I basically wrote the modern day story. <laughs> Five years ago. <laughs> Fast forward had binoculars. Is like, Hashtag no, get Arsenio into the industry. Hashtag hire this guy. Oh, even more. <laughs> that professional fanboy. <laughs> even more would fuck me up. The black guy in my script was connected to the games. Because he was a character from the comics. Yeah. In the movie, the black guy in the movie, can't remember his name. But he's a descendant from one of the uh, Templars from the games. Really? Yes. Wow. Oh, that's Baptiste. deep cuts that I never would have known if you didn't just tell me. Because <laughs> when he mentions like Baptiste, I'm like, I heard that name. Then I look it up, I'm like, oh shit, he's from the game. Cool connections. Wow. But See, they did, they did some level of homework. Yeah, they so. did. Also, major props to the stunt team because that leap of faith, that was real. Oh, actually, no, that's why it, it sucks to me. They didn't fall into a haystack. What the fuck? They cut. <laughs> You will die, Jordan. <laughs> like, that was the scene, Jason. You know, like, the whole thing is, like, in Silent Creed, it's like, they can fall from any distance yes. and land into a haystack, and it's like, you know, they're, they're fine. Yeah. There's a literally scene where they jump from the highest point, and it's, like, a realistic, like, Spider-Man. Like, in the beginning of Spider-Man, he's yeah. falling in yeah. Spider-Man 2. Yeah, I remember. That scene, but with a person. And you were waiting for that free falling. Looking for it. He's falling straight to the ground. And then it cuts the modern day. Yeah, before he hits the ground, it cuts. So you don't see a haystack. <laughs> and you don't actually see him land. So did Garrett Edwards direct this movie? Because it sounds a lot like Godzilla. Like, I did have it! Oh, the money shot! <laughs> but I was sitting there when it was happening. I was like, oh, here it comes. <laughs> like, you motherfuckers. <laughs> I know it's not realistic, but I just want to see Fassbender land to a haystack from like 20,000 feet in the air. And it would just break and you lose your main character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lifeless, limpless body just hanging in the... That would be an epic way in the movie if he just died there. <laughs> it's like, what happened? No, actually, wait, that would actually be amazing. It's like in the games when you die by accident. It's like desynchronized. It's like, yeah. the fuck did you do? My bad. They should have done it. Secretly <laughs> yeah. synchronized. Why? He fell to a haystack. It's impossible. <laughs> His mind couldn't handle it. <laughs> it would have been so meta and like poking fun of itself that yeah. you would enjoy it. But there were no... That's another thing about movie there were no jokes it was a very serious movie apart from he's hungry yeah which was weird <laughs> that was just like to me it was one of those weird lines like 
no, you know what? That actually reminded me of when I saw it. The best use of fuck in any movie ever. Yeah. Oh, I agree with that. <laughs> that was great. But the I'm Hungry line reminded me of, everybody in here seen Fantastic Four? The new one? Yeah. 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 Fortunately. Remember the line where Miles Teller is talking to, I don't forget the name who plays him, but the, the Doctor Doom guy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's getting to his ass, but like, he's just about like, um, Invisible Woman and him, her flirting. And he's just like, you need to get back to work for unprofessional. He's like, oh, it's done. I'm done with this. He's like, oh, it's done. He's like, yeah, I'm taking a nap. See you later. And he, like, he walks off. Yeah. That was the same kind of line. Like the random, I'm going to take a nap. I'm hungry. Like, oh, this would be <laughs> funny. But it's just kind of whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like, but I did like the cafeteria scene when like all these people are being super quick to be like, and he's like, the fuck is going on? <laughs> because it was literally that was the like, moment. that's the only yeah, that's the only honest moment they had though, and I think it would have been better if they had a couple more of those. Yeah, I just feel like something or like if that. They especially like, Edge of Tomorrow, it or like, like just that would have been amazing yeah. if they just like died a couple times and it's like he has to kind of like get used to like how to use this machine and stuff. There was no like trial and error. Yeah, he, he oh, oh why didn't quick. you write it, Sam? <laughs> you know, <laughs> he used that animus way too quick. Yeah, that would make sense and be even more playing on the games. It happens in the games. What the fuck? Where it's like, block, block, stab, block, block, stab, block, block, stab. Can you learn how to block? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that would have been really cool. Yeah. And you, you could say it. that, but yet you, you gave it a higher rating than me. But you just wrote the movie better. So like. <laughs> <laughs> well, you gave it a passable to like a more than passable. I'm like right in between. I'm on like the. 3. No, I'm 5. passable or less than passable. Yeah. I'm I'm the passable other, yeah, he's passable. the other end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a little bit more optimistic. Yeah. Or I just don't give a shit. You're a bigger fanboy. I just don't give a shit, too. He's like, if I have fun, it's good. I which mean, is I, true. I like, the, I like the tech and live action movies, so I already have a low bar. What I, I mean, I, I do, too. What I understand with these movies is, like, I feel like we have good writers writing them who aren't fans, or fans writing them that aren't good writers. Mm. And that's none of these profound. movies have a marriage. Or a studio that's like... Except Marvel. <laughs> Marvel does it pretty well. Because Marvel is just Marvel. So and Marvel's just... like mon- monetarily invested in yeah. like all their properties. So they're like, they have to be careful about the pieces they're playing. And they got like, Disney funding. Yeah, they got a Disney overlord watching over them. Exactly. Yeah, they have like corporate mandated heart in all their movies. Like, you better you better put that heart in there. <laughs> yes, <'Cause>... Mr. Disney. <laughs> does it touch someone's soul? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> like, you better make those kids cry. <laughs> I'm Disney. <laughs> I said it before and I'll say it again. I'm getting so bored with Marvel. I'm just Damn. getting really, really like that complaint's I not still, about it. I rewatch like what you would call bad DC movies more than I watch good Marvel movies just because Name it. this BVS. And I would watch <laughs> <laughs> I've seen BVS maybe like five times and it's not that it gets better with every rewatching, but there's just like there's always something different for me to kind of land on that at least is like less expected than in Marvel movies. And that's my main argument with Marvel. <laughs> he looks really sad right now. <laughs> I have no words. <laughs> Ant Man to uh, Man of Steel. Not Man, yeah, Man of Steel. Okay, that's not fair. That's not fair. There you go. That there you go. Fair. There you go. That there you is go. fair. But Man, this is not bad. This is a great movie. <laughs> Arguable. Who? Well, yeah, but I'm yeah. Yeah, you're in the minority on that one. Yeah. I mean, I don't disagree with you, but you are in the minority. I love it yeah. too. I'll fight people for that movie. <laughs> That's I fight people for BVS. It's not that I think it's a good movie. I just happen to enjoy it more than half of the Marvel movies out there. I really do. Because, like, the Marvel movies, I can see them once, and either I've expected it the first time around, or I at least don't need to see it ever again. Because it's formulaic. There are a few that are 
There's Definitely a, in that camp. There's a few now. There's like a good bunch. There's a good bunch. Iron Man <laughs> two, Iron Man three, Thor two. Hopefully not Thor. Both I mean, I'm a Marvel fanboy. Yeah, Thor one. Yeah, yeah Thor one. Thor I just one, like the, like the atmosphere and the director. Ant Man, Age of Ultron. Mm. Or, uh, no, I like Age of Ultron. Sorry, I'm, I'm one of those guys that actually really liked Age of Ultron. Oh, okay. Less so after the fact. Like I, the high initially was like, this movie's better than the Avengers. It was like, no, it's not. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. Avengers one point two. Yeah, Civil War is the real Avengers two. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's not even an Avengers movie. It's Captain America. Yeah. <laughs> like the only the only Marvel movies I'll really like rewatch is probably Guardians hands down, Iron Man one, and then. Avengers 1 and Civil War. So it's like those four. I Winter really... Soldier? Mm-hmm. <gasps> I love Winter Soldier. Thank you. Only, <laughs> only because Winter Soldier, like, what it did good is, what it did well is that it was, like, trying to be kind of like a spy espionage movie. Mm-hmm. But I've seen mm-hmm. better spy espionage movies, so, like, I don't need but to But no, see Captain again. America, Sam. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, fuck. America. <laughs> she didn't mean that, we've Chris Evans. This, we've had this argument in the last in the last podcast too I don't give a fuck about other white male dicks I can't relate to all of them okay but he's the white male no. dick <laughs> hail Hydra <laughs> yeah right he's not my Captain America oh. wait who is your Captain America I don't have a cat. I don't. <laughs> what? I, I, I never. I've never <laughs> fucking cared about Captain America. Like I thought you were gonna be like, oh Sam Wilson or something like that. No, she's like, no. Uh, <laughs> I don't give a yeah, fuck. I she gives a shit about Captain America. Wow. <laughs> you know who's her Captain America? Wonder Woman. Hopefully. <laughs> you know who's my Captain oh, America? So. Batgirl. That is my Captain America. <laughs> She'll never be in the movie. <laughs> Yeah, because she was already crippled by the Joker, so. Yeah. I mean, in Zack Snyder's world, fuck yeah, that's what's going to happen. I know. There's going to be like so many slow motions in that scene. (laughs) 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 There's going to be so much slow motion. Wait, that would imply they would use the Joker again, which we know is not going to happen. Oh, God. Yeah, he'll make that face when she opens the door. (laughs) (laughs) She won't even get shot because she'll immediately close it. Wait, wait, wait. New skit. Let's film this. That would be hilarious. <laughs> uh, copyright. Like, no. oh, <laughs> I got She just said music closes the door. Nope. <laughs> Not dealing with well, that. It'll Not be today. <laughs> expectation versus reality. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Slam. God, no. If Jared Leto is ever the Joker again, I'll be so fucking surprised. Zordon? Is that The Power Rangers are here. I guess we gotta go. I mean, it's four for Tom. We need four overbearing young adults with attitude. To save the movie that's coming out soon. Zordon's a dick. I didn't. I really recently watched the first episode of that show. I didn't realize that he doesn't say Rangers, like teenagers with attitude. He says overbearing, over emotional something. Yeah, they only say teenagers in the intro. Yeah. He just calls them overbearing and over emotional, and Alpha's like, "Oh no, not teenagers!" <laughs> I'm like, "Fuck you too, Zordon!" I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, a cast of twenty-year-olds, yeah, teenagers, like mid-twenties, <laughs> not teenagers. Anyway, random Power Rangers segue. That'll be another segment. But on the the subject of Marvel, do you want to just give your final thoughts on Luke Cage, and we can just end this episode? Luke Cage. We, what we need to do is, I guess, in the next episode, we'll do like a 2016 wrap up. But you know, for now, we're gonna start off 2017 mad casual. <laughs> so we're just gonna talk about Assassin's Creed, some Luke Cage, and some ice reviews. Yeah. Have some coffee afterwards. We should talk about some of those uh, character arcs too. Now that we are talking about the whole season of Luke Cage. Yeah. We can get Jason. Hey, lead the way, man. 
It's all you. It's your show right now, Sam. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. It's Sam's show. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> <laughs> drop in right there. New <laughs> <laughs> <The> intro. <Yeah. laughs> Everything, Sam. Everything I do, so Sam. <laughs> <laughs> we need to make this remix. <laughs> Just gonna be awesome. <laughs> All right, Sam. Yeah, talk to us about Luke Cage. How did it end for you? We got the season finale wrap up of season one of Luke Cage. So, the last episode was really weird for me. Wait, before we get into the last episode, just for people who maybe not have heard every episode leading up to this, because you had like, you had like a multi-episode <laughs> dedication to our Zion. show. Got an odyssey for this series. Yeah, just like the, a brief summary of like where you started, you know, where you were last time, and where you are now. That you finished. We laughed. We cried. <laughs> we cried some more. We wrote letters to our old loves. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so I started watching this. I started watching Luke Cage. I really, really liked it mm-hmm. for the first couple episodes. First episode, I was like sort of getting into it. Like, okay, this is different because I'm going into it from like Daredevil and from Jessica Jones. I'm yeah. sure everyone kind of had that moment of like, this is a different type of show. Because we talked about how it was a little bit more about like the neighborhood and kind of like mm-hmm. the soul of Harlem. The community. The community in that yeah. way. You and know, at first and it was like culture and the music and all that. Um, so like by the second and third episode, I was really getting into it. Like from like three through seven, I guess I was like I was so in. Mm. And then you hit that episode <laughs> eight, and, and, you dig it. It, and that happens. Oh god! And and god, there's just like if you go back in the episodes, if you haven't listened to our Brother, podcast, we could get along. There's yeah, just, I am your brother. There's just the, oh, this God. one podcast where like you can hear my heart breaking <laughs> while I'm talking about that episode eight. It's like Jordan's BVS moment. It just died. Yeah. It just and then you know there's like shrapnel in his body for three episodes and I was really annoyed through all that and then they start to like get back into where the beginning of the season was. Mm-hmm. I feel like by like episode ten and eleven or is it twelve episodes? Yeah. Or thirteen? Okay. Thirteen. Yeah. It's. I, th- I think it was. Thirteen? I think it's thirteen. I think it's thirteen. Well, it did feel like the last like three episodes and two, uh, four or three episodes in particular, like started to get back into it, and then the eleventh. Thank 13. you. Thirteen. And then the eleventh was like, oh, this is what I liked about it again, mm-hmm. and then twelve started to feel like a climax, and then that goes into the last fight, which like ends in the beginning of the last episode. But yeah. the arc of the last episode was really weird for me, and we can like break that open a little bit. But. I mean, please do. It's been so long since I watched the series, so I need the refresher of what happens in the last episode. <laughs> Have I Other seen the last than... episode more, most recently? When did you see it, Jason? When it aired. That, yeah, okay. that that's, it's been a while. Yeah. It's been yeah, a while. Yeah. But yeah, no, like that, all I remember is the beginning it, of that fight. It was just like, oh, God. World star. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, no, because, so 12 ends, and you see that fucking suit, that fucking olive green suit that I will just eternally hate. What do you, what do you call him? Like, you like a Hammer pimp tech. store trooper. Oh my god, yeah. Costco army man? Basically. Um, and in the beginning of that episode, they're fighting, but it's kind of just like, it's, it's just kind of a street fight. Like, there's nothing... There's nothing like very particular about that fight. I feel like it's just kind of like a smackdown between both of them. And even when he has like that, from, from what I remember, that final like punch to take him out, it was like very anticlimactic. Oh, yeah. God, yes. yeah. And it was kind of more like this is the scene you know was coming, and this is how you knew it was going to end, mm-hmm. and we kind of just need to get to the next thing that was happening. It was weird. But really fitting way to end 
a really one-dimensional character's arc with a really one-dimensional ending. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. No surprises, no frills. This is what you knew was going to happen, and it's not even done in a really epic way. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to say it. Like, do you agree with me that CW has done fight scenes way better? Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. absolutely. It's sad. <laughs> it's real really sad. sad. It's really sad that, like, Marvel can do so well on the writing on their shows, on their Netflix shows, but that, like, things like the fighting just so fall by the wayside sometimes. It depends on what it is because like Daredevil was amazing. Yeah. Daredevil But then is, Jessica Jones you know not so much. Well it doesn't Jessica Jones doesn't need it that much because it's more no, like it doesn't, private eye. Not at all. You know it's a different type of show. Daredevil yeah. Daredevil does it really well but then Daredevil kind of like forgets it's writing for a little bit when it's doing the fighting really well I feel like. In so. two. Ninjas. Everywhere. Season two wasn't as tight as season one to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Why is this happening? The hand. <laughs> what? What's that? Ninja. The hand. Ninjas. <laughs> you know, zombie ninjas. <laughs> it's the problem of too much too fast. Because in season two, you had like the hand, Punisher, him being Daredevil, oh, him yeah. and Foggy's friendship, Electra. him and this girl, Electra. Yeah. That's what happened with Luke Cage soon in the end. It was like, okay, you have Cottonmouth, you have Black Mariah. Mariah, Black Mariah, that fucking pain in the ass bitch. And then you have juice, fun. yeah, juice, shades, whatever they call him now, <laughs> whatever like item he is this, in this season shades. or series. And then you have fucking Diamondback with his over the top hamness, and it's just like too much. You could have saved him for a season two. Yeah. Oh, and the fact that you or could, never, what? or never, that's good. Or you know, and then also I, I rather that Carl Lucas flashbacks backstory cops after him. Mm. Judas bullets. Before you get into like the details of the season finale, though, um, let me just ask you: Do you feel like People have varying like opinions on Black Mariah and how she should have been used. Do you feel like people think like it's okay that Diamondback was the latter villain because Black Mariah is now set up to be the villain in season two? But I feel like the show would have been much stronger if she became the main villain after Cottonmouth's death all the way through the first season, and then you'd have her come back if you wanted yeah. to keep using her because like yeah. Kingpin's coming back. Yeah. Why not have her be that influential like villain as well? But I'm, how do you feel about that? Well. Like, I think I think it's really cool that we have Mariah, that we have sort of that insidious politician that you kind of do what you can, but mm -hmm. you can't really remove her. That's that's very real to, like, problems with politics and with, like, various villains in the real world or the fake world sometimes is that yeah. sometimes you just can't remove people that you know they're doing bad. You might even have one or two pieces of evidence, but you don't really have anything to hold up to be able to stop them. Yeah. And I really like that about her character. I feel like we shouldn't have sacrificed Cottonmouth to get it. I feel like that was just a fucking waste. Like, she would have been just as good in a season two. Or really, just don't have him die until the end of the season. And yeah. then in yeah. two, takes exactly. over. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And also, her reasoning for killing him was so fucking weak. Where the fuck did that come from? I keep cursing because it makes me that angry. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> no, I mean, like, I heard an interview with the actress who played Black Mariah. Um, on Fanbro show, and it was interesting, like in like how she was describing the motive, like they were asking the motivations for like why they think um, Black Mariah or why she thinks Black Mariah did what she did to Cloudmount. Yeah, because even the show, like you know, they don't, they never go back to it. that. Yeah, but they, they don't really go into like what she was thinking in that moment and why she did it. And like even she didn't really have like a good answer for it. <laughs> it seemed like even she didn't really know like exactly what had happened that pushed her over the edge in that moment to kill him. Yeah. Like it, just, it just seemed like a really extreme turn for a character with like really big out of illusions nowhere. to why. 
Yeah. It came out of nowhere. And the thing is, is that I thought about it later and I had a thought. And I feel like this makes sense as a motivation. But I only know this because I'm like a women's studies and sociology minor. And I mm-hmm. have like heaps of reasons why this could happen. But if if like she got angry and got like kind of triggered by the like by saying I didn't want it, even after he said, oh, you were flirting with him, you were running around with him. Mm-hmm. That is very real to how people perceive women when they are in like abusive situations especially when it's like with an older man Mm -hmm. where there's always the question of like how is it the woman's fault Mm -hmm. and not his fault and that it would make a lot of sense if it was coming from there but they never gave us any indication that she was like if she was judging by her personality she's a very strong character she doesn't like showing signs of weakness if she was like that even as a kid they never like showed she it, was getting yeah. act they only showed her a little they only showed her younger self a little bit yeah. if we had seen her like getting actively like abused in some mm-hmm. way or indicated or it molested, yeah. exactly and then showed showed her like kind of being like i'm fine mama like or whatever to like mm-hmm. the people if they like notice something's off yeah then that scene would have been so powerful because yeah. it's like this thing she never got to confront. Yeah. That was always a deep like trauma in her reality. But we never got that. Mm. And so it seems out of left field and it's a really missed opportunity to be able to talk about like what abuse does to you too. Like it's in there. a show that deals with all that. Yeah, it's <clears throat> Yeah, there. like exactly. the Caesar there. It's just like they didn't give it the proper context. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And it would have been so much stronger. And that's what kills me about this show is I feel like there's so many things that have so much potential to be a real knockout of a point. Mm-hmm. For a character or for a story or whatever, and then they always kind of like go a little weaker towards the middle. But not the in end the first the five episodes. <laughs> they were hitting like all the right cylinders in the first yeah. five episodes, and then like somebody quit. I don't know what. <laughs> somebody quit. The intern wrote the rest. Yeah. No, episode eight really feels like someone did not show up to work that day. Yeah. <laughs> wait, what happened to Cottonmouth? I don't know. She Mariah kills. They him. come back in episode nine. Like what the fuck did you do? Yeah. No, I wrote this really cool character. His name's Diamondback, and he's Luke Cage's <laughs> brother, and he walks around going, I'm Luke Cage. I'm Luke Cage. <laughs> Billy, what are you smoking? Okay. <laughs> His first line is from the Warriors. Can you dig it? Dude, I did a lot of coke last night, and I watched the Warriors. Just read the script. I swear to God, it's great. <laughs> the writers got, like, snowed in that weekend and then had a deadline. It was, like, an all-nighter. But what is, what's even more disappointing about it is in the beginning, he was always, like, this name that everybody whispered in the background, like, Diamondback, Diamondback. He yeah, was like it made you feel like yeah. he was this like kingpin level guy, and then yeah. he just basically ended up being like a thug with a gun, and then a what? thug with a power suit, and it was so disappointing. Exactly, no, nothing against the actor, but once I saw him, I was like, okay, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially after Cottonmouth, who just has a, such a presence to him. Yeah. Like the actor just had that charisma and that energy, and you actually feared him. Oh my god, the him. way he would laugh and smile, <laughs> <laughs> even when he's just talking, the stuff he did with his hands, which is yeah. very min- minimal acting, but it shows. He also would ledger it and lick his lips, mm-hmm. like in the right times. It was very subtle shit. And then wh- what do we get? Fucking handball. But <laughs> against the actors, I blame the rest. I will quote, quote Bible scripture for no particular reason. We now. get it. Your, son, your father was a fucking something. But it's crazy because it's like he would have been the perfect actor in the 1980s rendition of this show. Yes, it's yes. It's like he is so out of time. Straight out of a comic book. <laughs> If that did happen in the 90s, Shaquille O'Neal was Luke Cage. I'm saying. Oh, oh God. Oh, Lord. <laughs> you want one of these? Oh, God. Is that even better? <laughs> I like Kazam. Oh, no. Oh, God. 
Michael Jordan. Catch up episode on the uh, the finale. What, how did how did that series end? <laughs> Something setting up Dar of the Dragons a little bit. I remember that vaguely and. Sometimes back to move forward or whatever he says. As going to jail. Sometimes you have to, to move forward. You have to go back. Yeah. Uh, my, my other critique with that episode is that, like, I understand we had to tie up a lot of loose ends about, like, how, like, Candace dies and, like, all that stuff and how Mariah gets off again. That depressed the shit out of me. We spent 30 fucking minutes at the same police station. I mean, my God. <laughs> I'm a patient viewer, but, like, it's the finale of the show. Like, you've got you've to gotta at least, like, make that stuff go by a bit quicker or like give me something. I think a lot of that episode I don't remember. It was because just Because it feels like one long scene. It was more like watching a theater like third act or something like that than watching like a show's third act, yeah, which for... would be fine if it was like just written differently. From what I remembered, like that episode was like all epilogue. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, yeah, it, it, it was, was. It was like after the calamity. Yeah. The highest like the highest like climax of like that show was really mostly in like episode eleven and twelve. It was like that whole fight in the club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was like really like the last true fight. I feel like and that was even so whack as well. That whole club thing, <laughs> it made no sense. It's like Diamond Mike was like the boss after the game, which is just very disappointing. Yo, how does Misty still have an arm? Please, and that was Don't weird too. It's like, yeah. why, why would you set that all up? Like, oh my gosh, she loses the arm. Nah, she's good. With like a reference to the comics, then it's like, nah, I'm just fucking with you. Yeah, it's like, why, why, why? All right, whatever. <laughs> Again, doing too much though. Like, we didn't. We needed Misty to a point, but we didn't. We didn't need her that much. Yeah. We yeah. didn't need to like focus on her psychology and like her this. And but the that problem you killed off on. her like interesting partner so soon. Scarf. Yeah. That's name, right. Scarf. That's true. Yeah. Because yeah. they did have a good rapport. I really liked him. He was a really interesting character. Yeah. It, it, he was once, like part of the theme of like everybody's a shade of gray with him. He was he was a nice guy, but you know he was also corrupt. <laughs> but I feel like once I feel like once they showed that he was corrupt, there was like not really anywhere to go with him. I mean, he killed me with a scarf. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Better than shades. Nice I'm shades because I'm wearing shades. <laughs> shades is such a creepy character. Like, can we just find out he has a mental issue? Because that's the only thing that will make him interesting about what he does. <laughs> There's nothing else. And he'd be like fighting through, I don't know, like OCD about like who he works for or something like that. Are his shades the right angle? <laughs> and that really weird kiss with him oh, and, God. and oh, like, God. Black Mariah at the end. Yeah. That is like, I'm now remembering like weird details like that. Like, oh yeah, that was weird. And I'm sorry, but she's not hot. Not even that. I guess it was but more like, like a power thing. Like, yeah. I, I get what they were going for. It's just, but see, it just like, felt if, weird. If he like, sort of had feelings for her and was like oh like a woman that can like be this strong of like a boss or whatever well he had a big like, heart on for since he killed since he killed Cottonmouth he was like oh my god you're the new boss lady now <laughs> like, relax bro <laughs> <laughs> but it's like either make it more sexual or make it something else yeah they were in this weird middle zone where I didn't know why he cared that much like when they kissed I was like okay I guess like I kind of guessed that was why but I should have at least understood that sooner. Like, either make me, like, truly cringe, but make it productive to the story, yeah, I felt or uncomfortable. just don't. <laughs> like, I need an adult. Oh, she is an adult. <laughs> oh, no. Another adult. Yeah. So what's your overall rating for uh, the series, now that you've finished it? More if I pa- can put a cage in this. What? More than passable. More than passable, really, yeah, after all that. I enjoyed over. I enjoyed, like, 70% of the season a lot. Okay, that's that fair. That 30% is episode 8 and then anytime Diamondback was on scene. Where are we, Arsenio? Are we like passable? Yeah, more than passable. Or more than passable? Was I also more than passable? Yeah, I was because like the it, 
it doesn't unravel until around episode seven, and then there are still things after e- that. I even liked. with the whole Diamondbacks, so there's still parts that you enjoy watching it. Like yeah. it has that love. I love this series. Like first six or seven episodes, yeah. I loved I was, it. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Thought it was gonna be better than Daredevil. Thought it was gonna be better than Jessica Jones. If I was like, stop that at six. I would have been happy. Yeah. Oh my God. Please drop the mic there. I'd be like, <laughs> best series ever. Also, they brought, they like circled back some stuff in. It's like they didn't really leave any loose ends that weren't taken care of in some way, which yeah. I appreciate. Other than like the Mariah motivation, that was like one of maybe like two or three things that truly bothered me as a loose end. Yeah. Where they like never talked about it, but everything else they kind of took care of either throughout the story or like before it ended. Yeah. And they so, use. I, think, I was happy about that. They use Claire the best, I think, of all the they series. They use yeah, Claire definitely. so well. Claire is the real MVP. Yeah, she really is. It's also hot. What was your rating, Jason? Yeah. I guess I would give it more than passable. I mean, I really do feel like, and one of my biggest gripes about Jessica Jones was I felt like it was way too many episodes. And it was a lot of, you know, we hmm. captured Purple Man, he got away. We're going to trap Purple Man, he got away. We, we got <laughs> Purple Man away. Mm-hmm. It's just, it was But just, you have to catch him to put him in the glass cage and talk to him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, you don't get that. <laughs> again. Yeah. I felt like this was a lot of the same. Like, I, I really felt like, I guess it was episode six after they killed Cottonmouth that mm. I was like, okay, the series just ended. Where are we going to go from now? And now episode seven feels like season two. Like, it would have been yeah. a much better just like shorter yeah. season and <laughs> yeah. they kind of in my opinion Cottonmouth we all agree, agree on this Cottonmouth was the greater villain and it's like how do you kill him off in the beginning and then just bring it in like shock value like, how they tried to Game of Thrones but it but how, not in the way Game of Thrones but, does but where it's it not would, a gimmick it, yeah. like, it was yeah. just a gimmick better if you brought a stronger villain after him and you didn't you brought like like a goon like it's like it's like someone did casting, but they didn't talk to the guy who cast the Diamondback. It yeah. was like, all right, I got this guy. He's doing the Quick map. He's really powerfully like on screen. He's amazing. And then he was like, all right, I got the guy who got Diamondback. Where's he at? Oh Lord! <laughs> like, look at his face. What did you do? <laughs> yeah. You work work so hard to set up a villain like Cottonmouth, and then again, you just throw him away. Like I don't even understand why did you work that hard then? Shock value. I got it. Another way you could have made Diamondback him better with like less hammy lines. If he was the one who killed Cottonmouth, if Diamond first scene is him showing up, it's like you've been fucking up and just kills Cottonmouth. It could go either way. Yeah. Because honestly, no, I mean, like, if that had happened and he was still the lame ass Diamondback he is, no, if I it, might even have more issues with it. was like, no. he killed Cottonmouth. No, if, like I said, if they cut out all the hamminess and, like, the part oh. of Diamond that's not fun, like, still had, like, the present, the attitude of Diamond that we got in the first six episodes. Where he's like the Voldemort. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, that'd be fucking dope as hell. Well, like yeah. we thought it was going to be. Like, finding out that Cottonmouth is not actually the biggest threat, that, like, this is the biggest threat, that could have had a really good reveal. Someone had a theory. What if Diamondback was Black Mariah? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if the reveal had Whoa. been oh. in that scene, mm-hmm. her so going like, right I'm Diamondback, bitch, and, like, and killing him. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Yeah. yeah. But no. <laughs> Fuck that. But no. Yeah, but see now I just can't. I, all I could hear now is her saying, "Can you dig it?" And it just fucks it up for me. I swear to God, what, what's her name? Can you? Uh, I'm, dig I'm it? gonna. I'm losing my black I'm, people I'm card. Up. I'm gonna look it up because <laughs> she's a famous black actress. She is. She's awesome. Alfred Woodard. Oh, yeah. Alfie. Alfie. Alfie Woodard. Woodward. Alfie Woodard. I think it's Woodard. Whatever. The point. She's an amazing actress, but like, I, I feel like she would deliver that line with like some spice like she would have nailed it. even as corny as the line is I think she could have rocked that line and made it well, work because yeah. she had some of the lines that she did deliver throughout the series were Alfie chilling Woodard. Alfie Woodard yeah, yeah right. okay 
Yeah, were, I think she like, could have when rocked she was the like, light. <laughs> There's other ways you can kill a man. Yeah, and that's what I'm I saying. It seems like that. Like that, if she was Diamondback, she had points where she was truly threatening. Yeah. Truly terrifying. No, she, yeah, seriously. She's no heart. Yeah. She's just always had to do exactly what she has to do and she doesn't give a fuck. Like, I feel like she would shut somebody's head and be like, yeah, can you dig it? Like, you know, something <laughs> like that. Like, <laughs> like low, like make yeah, it low key. Low not, can you, like go full hand with it. Can you dig <laughs> it? <laughs> It's like, like you this. can see his vein popping out when he does that. <laughs> you can like, hear the inflections going up and down, up and down, up and down. If like, you can play it on a piano, it's probably too hammy. <laughs> oh, God. I got that movie on DVD, man. I watch that shit every night. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Diamondback. Another thing that kind of bugged me, too, is like from the very beginning, it's like you're dealing with Luke Cage, who from the very first episode already has his powers. Mm-hmm. Watching it. The whole time I'm like, I need a superpowered villain. I need. I don't, I don't want to see Luke Cage knocking around guys with guns and just. How many times is he gonna get shot? And oh, it's, all right, we get it already. The hoodie <laughs> with the bullet holes. And no, that is a powerful image. It is it a powerful. Is. Image. But beyond that, I just think I. For me personally, Luke Cage, I think is a cool villain that he didn't have to have a physical match. People were trying to hurt him in different ways. Emotionally. Yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, like I, I needed that that superpower fight, and then uh, well, you I, got I, it. I was a little, I, I, I was, I was a little behind. So a lot of people, you, Jason. People were just telling me, just wait for it, just wait for it. And then when I just finally got for it, it, I was like, I, I kind of felt like that scene between uh, Black Mariah and Cottonmouth was like, you know, I wanted it, I didn't want it. I didn't want it. Like, just me. like smashing your fucking Xbox. Jordan. I didn't want it. Jordan, new meme. <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome! Because well, I feel like what was cool about about Jessica Jones was that it wasn't just that Purple Man has that power, but mm-hmm. it was the fact that she's kind of like fighting against realities and like the various ways that he can hurt her because yeah. he's so obsessed with her. And like, if they had stayed maybe a little bit more with that with Luke Cage, or it went the other route where they just have maybe like another meta somewhere in the show. It could have gone one way or the other, but they picked this weird middle ground where they're like, we can mass produce Judas bullets now. Hey, look, the police suddenly have them. Like, uh, it's just yeah. such we a weird We have an island line. of kryptonite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, what? But at least that, they didn't hand out the kryptonite bullets to all the police officers. <laughs> like, now everyone kills Superman. Hooray. <laughs> like, Jordan, Jordan, there you go. That's how I can make BVS worse for you. If when Batman made the bullets, he just gave it to everybody. That wouldn't make it work. That'd make it even... Oh, you said worse. Worse. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I would be like, fuck this noise. This is so random. But every... Because I've seen BVS so many times. You know what gets me more every time I see it? <laughs> what? The saga of the spear. Of the kryptonite spear. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Throw like, it to the side. <laughs> in the water. Taken out. Thrown back in the water. It's like, <laughs> Lois, you know we might have needed that, right? <laughs> like, why, and what, what possessed you? No, pause. Lois, I want you to tell me. <laughs> tell me in Batman right now. What did you think you needed to throw that in the water for? Like, maybe we <laughs> what did you me? toss the spear? <laughs> He'll go, full, he'll go full bail on that one. I want to know your Batman, thought process. Like, Alfred, the spear. The spear's back in Gotham. I'm just going to hop back over the river now and get the spear. You see why I made a meme about that? And like people actually fought me about that? Like, no, of course he had to go back and lead no, the monster back to the city. Because if he left it there, it would have just destroyed the island that was on, like, the uninhabited How island. How about you don't <laughs> lose the fucking spear in the first place? What, is Superman going to ride shotgun? Like, you didn't need to lose the spear. I just take it back with you. I don't, I don't know. He didn't know he was fighting. I, I've heard every excuse. It's like, oh, but he didn't know he was going to fight a Kryptonian monster. He just knew he was a monster. 
That's my impression of people who defend BVS like on the internet. <laughs> it's a super neat movie. It's really fucked up because I have a friend who like wants to be on the podcast who loves BVS, but it's a super neat movie. <laughs> I mean, I love BVS too, but like I'm I not going to defend that. that. I, but like you're reasonable. You're not a person that's like <laughs> you're not a person that's like if you didn't like it, you you're just wrong. didn't get it. The name of that is like you just didn't get it. You're too dumb to like not like this movie. It's just a four-letter like, word, too complicated for simple minds. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm probably gonna get given a lot of shit for this, but like BVS is on HBO like every night, like late one, two, three a.m. Oh, I tend to put the TV on to, when I go to sleep and leave Good. the TV on with a timer. And BVS is like a lullaby for me, like <laughs> 15 minutes in, and I'm out and sleeping like a baby. <laughs> Well, that's it, why I can't rewatch it, and that's why I'm surprised you're able to watch it so many times. I mean, I get you can maybe if you like enjoy it, kind of you can like rewatch it and see different things in it because a lot, there's a lot of shit in that movie. There's a lot going there's on. There's a lot going I, on. I like atmospheric movies. Yeah, but I'm, know, I'm so with Jason. Where like, like it's just the, the atmosphere is too depressing for me. It's too dark, and yeah. not in a dark like where it's a dark like edgy or like deep way. It's dark and like just it's. Uh, the color it's a, it's a slog it's like it's hard to make it through the movie because it's just like there's no exciting high points for me until I get to the Batman scene yeah like, just, let's just mm-hmm. make a Batman cut yeah basically. yo please <laughs> he said please but I'm also like I'm a sucker for like Ben Affleck and Jeremy Irons nah girl you're just a sucker for pain well, that's, that's <laughs> our Batman cut I'm just a sucker listen, for pain listen every single time that Wonder Woman scene starts though I'm just I just wait through all of it just for her fighting I just do that. Movie don't let me down. I like the theme a lot, but I, I've seen the movie so many times, and I've been disappointed so many times by that that Trinity scene where they all stand together and they have that epic tri- triumphant music and they zoom in on the Trinity and it's like this is your Avengers moment. I'm just like, no, it's not. <laughs> Batman's holding a gun. They don't know each other. I don't. Need, everything's on fire. This is not my Trinity. <laughs> as much as- Fire. Everything's on fire. As much as I visually do enjoy that and them coming together, like I feel like if you would have had their own movies and then have that, yes, it would have been like the Avengers. System. Yes, that's what I give Marvel. They did figure out a good system for it. Yeah, I just don't like when I'm I'm told how to feel and I don't feel that way. So like if a musical cue and the cinematography is telling me this is the moment, and I'm sitting there going, no, it ain't. Like it's a problem for me. The movie is like. Well, I, gotta- I, mean, I think the problem with that too was that like they told us there'd be Doomsday and they told us there'd be Wonder Woman and how different would your viewing have been if you didn't know those two things? I don't even know. It might have been better, to- but then I would still be mad. <laughs> like either way, I'll be like, things, but you would be like, oh, but that surprise though. To yeah. this day, I still say, if you would have had it that you kept Wonder Woman tightly wrapped up, even Diana being a secret. No, we just have this girl. I was like, who the hell is this girl? I was like, oh, she might be Catwoman. You don't get, even get exactly. her name. Mm. And then, then it's like, oh, Miss Prince. It's like, wait, jump in one of them. You'll be like, holy shit, that's the what the fuck moment. Yeah, I, I actually agree with you with Wonder Woman. With Wonder Woman, the surprise would have helped. Mm-hmm. But the Doomsday, I've been like, <gasps> Doomsday? That was a fucking Doomsday. <laughs> that was Doomsday at all. Yeah, but at least until that point, you would have been watching the fight as if it's a fight and not going to just get resolved the minute they need to fight Doomsday. But the is problem is I like that. during the fight, I was already comparing it. And maybe this is also just my fault, but I was also comparing it in my mind to Man of Steel. Yeah. Like once it got to like the last fight, yeah. and people hated Man of Steel because it's like, oh God, the fight lasts forever. But I feel like the fight was varied. I feel like it went different places. It went from like, you know, him trying to stop the world engine to him trying to stop Zod. And that, that battle is just going from him like the ground, Farrah sky, the space. 
Yeah. And also, as a DBZ fan, that was like my jacking oh, off to Dragon Ball Z. It's everything I wanted from a Goku versus Frieza fight. That's <laughs> like, what Dragon Ball Evolution should have been. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> so yeah, that, that stuff was like very enough, but then when you get to BVS, it's just like, in that fight, fire, fire, fire. Everything's fire. Everything's on fire. Everything's burning. <laughs> I'm gonna throw smoke. I'm gonna fly through it. I can't see him. Really, bro? Man of Steel. Good times. I don't know how the fuck that I just go off. We're in a new year. I shouldn't be ranting about BVS anymore. We were talking about Luke Cage. BVS sums up. We were talking about Luke Cage. BVS sums up 2016 so much. Oh, God, it does. It was all the so fucking much hope and so much disappointment. Hope. Yep. All the expectations. Oh, don't get me started on hope. <laughs> this is a bad year for hope. But, I mean, and speaking of hope, we're supposed to be talking about our follow up thoughts to Rogue One. We're now an hour Perfect and 20. We, we lost the hope. Now the hope is coming <laughs> <Yeah. back. laughs> Let's just like wrap up our second opinions on uh, Rogue One. Since we saw it twice now. Well, three times for Jason over here. Dedicated. Yeah. I won't, I won't start. I'll bury the lead on me. But Arsenio, how'd you feel the second time around? When I saw it the second time, it was still like similar sentiments. Like I still enjoyed it. The final act like gets my blood pumping. I'm mm -hmm. so hyped. I'm so invested. Like I actually care. Yeah. In the beginning, it's like it is that little bit of a lull to it. Where it's like the slow build. Mm. And like that's the thing with Star Wars. Like unless you like head in first the first time, you're gonna be like, okay, this is taking a while, taking a while, taking a while. But once like even this time around, like I enjoyed it a lot more because it builds the characters, it, it develops them. We needed a lot more to it, but you still set like a ground point for them. And even just like the total time point is like me mentioning that I was like, okay, when she's young, that's like a couple of months after Episode Three. Then you fast forward, it's like okay, that's right before four. So like doing that met mental math. That yeah. fucked me up the first time because I was like, okay, where does this all fit? Because mm -hmm. that's the problem with like an, an, an in-between call. In Copy copyright. Yeah, did you make that up? <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> copyright. Interesting. <laughs> in-between call. <laughs> but this time around, I was like, I got more like since I knew like where it was going. Like, yeah. I actually focused more on the characters because first it was like, okay, what's happening? Who's this? What's his name? What's all that? And just trying to grasp all that. Mm. So I definitely enjoyed it a lot more, but I think it still says like, to me, the ending is still Empire Strikes Back. Beginning, oh, fuck yeah. beginning is like the best parts of like episode three, like the final fights, mm. where you have those moments where you're like, nah, okay, okay, but then it's like, oh my god, but it's still a good. Movie. I wouldn't say it's the best Star Wars movie to date. Yeah, I mean, you know my opinion. There's already like, yeah, <laughs> it goes Force Awakens real quick. <laughs> I'm pretty much the same because then Force, Empire because Force Awakens had me in the first scene. And I'm just like, holy shit, I'm in. Yeah, and yes, it is a copy and paste of New Hope, but it's a new generation of New Hope. Yeah. With the heart and humor of Disney in there. True, <laughs> <Yeah, bottom. laughs> we're home. <laughs> All right, Jason, how'd you feel your third viewing? I'm, I'm gonna guess you is perfect. <laughs> my, my my opinion still holds from uh, the last time. Even though going into my second viewing, I saw a lot of the stuff that you guys were saying with the pacing issues. Yeah. But it didn't. It still didn't bother me that much because I felt like it. There was still character development, even though it kind of dragged a little bit at times. At least there was things going on. And I know one of the things I had said was I kind of felt like it was almost like a video game. Like you need to go to point A to collect item B to but seeing it like the second and third time and really paying attention to it, it kind of made sense because it's not like they went to um the facility where uh Jin's father was because they needed to get something. That was kind of like a side thing, like I want to save my dad. Yeah. Like you don't believe me, I don't have the proof, we know where my dad is. Well, we'll get you your proof and at the same time save my dad. So it kind of made sense from a story point and it gave you that chance to like have a character that um, 
Cassian that was somebody that was and it's something we've never seen in a Star Wars movie before like we've always been shown like the rebels or the underdogs and they're always fighting for what's right and mm-hmm. he, he was kind of like not like yeah he was fighting for the right thing but he just shot that guy with the, the limp arm for like you know you're gonna slow me down so you're dead yeah. like he was kind of a dick and Badass. it gets real in the rebellion <laughs> you know, it, it gave me that moment to show like he was supposed to assassinate Galen and he didn't and you yeah. know, you started like on those other viewings, started to see a little bit more character development. So when you got to the end, you could be like, all right, I could kind of see this arc, the arcs for these characters. So mm-hmm. I, I still stand by what I said in my first viewing. Um, I still think it's a better movie than The Force Awakens only because, and I just watched The Force Awakens again recently, and I love Force Awakens. There's a lot of nostalgia factor going on there. Yeah. The Han and the Chewie, and oh, it's 3PO. It's, it's and, weird. Like, that's a movie I don't have, like, the, the background for yeah. it, but I still do kind of have that nostalgia for it. It's weird. But, <laughs> yeah. It's a cultural thing. At yeah. the same time, the new characters are very compelling. Like, I, I was listening to a podcast recently, and it was, I forget what, um, exactly what they were saying, but uh, they were talking about how even though they liked the movie, like you walked out of The Force Awakens and you knew who Rey was and you knew who Finn was and mm-hmm. you knew who Poe was. In this movie, you kind of don't. You're like, it's like, oh, you know, blind guy. And oh, you know, <laughs> like, guy. you know. <laughs> stick guy. Yeah, stick guy. And like, the only names you really remembered was Jin and K2. And it's just, it, I get that. Like the characters weren't as memorable as, as a Force Awakens character. Yeah. But that could be just for the fact that you need to market The Force Awakens characters because there's two more movies coming out. Yeah. You need to make these guys brand name like household names because yeah. you have like what like six more years worth of movies coming out with them. You want people to come back exactly. Mm. Rogue One, the movie. You just want so you people think to enjoy it was movie. this is actually a pretty cool like uh, like viewpoint on it. Do you think it was like actually like intentional? intentional? Yeah, like actually, like they gave them names that are intentionally hard to remember because like you don't really need to have these names in the cultural zeitgeist while you still have. I don't like, think it's that they, characters and, in general. I don't think Ray it's that they gave them names that are hard to remember. I think it's more than the Force Awakens. They gave them easier names for kids to say for Halloween. I want to be Ray because if you go like really dig go deep cuts on Star Wars and you look up like the names of background because every character in the background was given a name in the Cantina scene yeah, in the yeah. New Hope. Every character has a name. They have these crazy. Reese and these names that you would never be able to pronounce or remember. Excellent yeah. or something like that. That's kind of like what the names were in, in Rogue One. Like it kind of harkened back to that and just, just having, instead of just having these one syllable names, Poe, Ray, Finn. And I kind of think that was The Force Awakens trying to Disneyfy, Disneyfy them and make it easier. Really? For, you think that's Disney yes. influence? That's the one thing I say was not Disney influence. I feel like that was more, you say it's not classic Star Wars, but I would think that was more classic Star Wars because they have like Han, Luke, Leia. Easy to remember names. Chewie. That's a thing. I chew things. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so like, I just feel like, I, I don't know. I kind of like the theory of maybe it was like on purpose because like they don't need to have Jin Urso competing for like little girls' affections the way they have Rey right now. You know what I mean? Right. You don't need two women, like Lee Rose in Star Wars, that be like vying for the attention of like the, the you know the princess generation or whatever. Even though positive female role, mo- role model. It'd be nice, but I'm just saying like maybe from a marketing standpoint, that's why they would do it. Yeah. Like they're dead, they're not coming back, so we don't need people to remember who Base Malbus is. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But we do need you to know who BB-8 is. But you didn't remember Base Malbus. That's good. Do a podcast. <laughs> 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 he had a research. Like this is not like I just knew. I walked out like who's the guy with the gun? <laughs> gun guy and I liked it when we know with gun guys. Bro, that's the one thing I want to talk about. But I'm gonna give my rating real quick. I, I was waffling before, like between a passable and more than passable. Right? Yeah. I, I'll give it the one passable ultimately because I did enjoy the movie. I agree. It, it's just that I, I, when I saw it the second time, it was weird. 
it kind of ended around the same amount of like level of enjoyability only because like I enjoyed the end more. No, I got that wrong. Opposite. I enjoyed the beginning more because I didn't have as many expectations as to like what I was looking for when I went into the movie. So I wasn't like I didn't go in going, all right, well, I already know I'm not going to learn much about like, what's his name? True Airways character. So let me just like appreciate his dialogue, appreciate like his like character development and, and Donnie and charm and kind of just like, like just look at it with a fresh pair of eyes. Mm. And it worked. Moment. For the first half, I definitely enjoyed the first half more than I did the the first time I saw it. Okay. And I think this letting go of the expectations like really yeah. helped. The problem is, once I got to the second half and like you get it got to the beat scene, which is amazing. But because now I knew where all the pieces were, what was happening, I wasn't as invested. Because there was a point where I was like, where I was sitting in the beach seat the first time where I actually believed that maybe they wouldn't all die. Okay. So I get that But now you already got the spoiler. So yeah, now that I already know they're all gonna die, now I'm watching this more like all right, I know where this is going. Just hurry up and get to the Darth Vader scene. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, come on, I'll get to the Darth Vader scene. And because in that in that actual, like, you know, storming the beach scene, though it was cool, there weren't any moments in that scene itself that were, like, cheery moments for me. Mm-hmm. The the crashing the ship into the other ship was, was kind of cool, a yeah. Star Destroyers or whatever. Yeah. That was dope. Yeah. That was yeah, get me a hammerhead Corvette. Yeah, but I'm not. I've never been like a huge space battle guy. I appreciate a good space fight. Mm-hmm. I'm more of like a Gundam guy. It's <laughs> so like space dog fights, okay. though. I, I think they look cool. And I think Rogue One did the best, not only of any Star Wars movie, but probably out of any space movie I've seen up to this point. The way they filmed the cockpit scenes in that last yeah. battle in Rogue One was amazing. Yeah, but like, even despite that, like I wasn't like super dialed in to any specific events in that entire last act except for Darth Vader so when you get to Darth Vader then I'm like I'm back on board yeah but so like it's just weird in second viewing I like the beginning more but the end less except Darth Vader that was even better the second time it's I was one, like Darth Vader <laughs> it's one of those things like once you like ruin the surprise it's more like oh okay like it's yeah. still good but the first time you're just like oh shit oh shit yeah. I'm like okay I know they're all gonna die yeah, I don't know. I, I wish though. It's like when you go into a movie and like you know what happens in the ending. It's like oh, you're going into the sixth end. It's like oh, by the way, he's a ghost. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. It's been twenty something years. Yeah, I don't know, but you guys didn't really have that experience, right? So I guess it's just me. I mean, I was still into it, just like for like the way of sound, like, like Jason said, the Saving Private Ryan feel to it, which is very yeah. different, not the whole pew 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 bullshit. <laughs> but it was that still got me in. But it's like I know they're all gonna die. And I still say, thank God they all died. Because if they would have lived, I would have been so fucking pissed. Yeah. I actually went on Partners and had like that the same kind of argument where I was like, yeah, it was good. Just, I just felt like the movie was overhyped. I think that's still the main problem. Like people that, just, that's, that's the problem with movies in general nowadays. But it worked. Because, I mean, last count, it made over 800 million worldwide. It's uh, it Wars. beat Captain America Civil War. Like, it yeah, much. it's making, and I it's mean, only it been is. out like a month. It is so. Star Wars. It's, <laughs> it's Star Wars. Sense. Yeah. I don't know. But I don't think all movies are overhyped. Assassin's Creed wasn't overhyped. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? A lot but of movies seem to be overhyped. Some movies get like the, the perfect amount of hype, I think. Yeah, so I got some friends who were just like, oh my God, this movie. And I'm like, shut up. You're going to make me hate it. <laughs> <laughs> don't tag me in every fucking status. About you know what we didn't talk about last time, though, that I actually did want to just go into a little bit more? Fucking Forrest Whitaker. What the yeah. fuck, man? <laughs> they, you they, come to me today? Oh my god! <laughs> That's a really good impression because uh, he sounded like Voldemort. That was that's doing that some good kind of, shit. 
Yeah, he was like Voldemort smoking weed. Like, I don't <laughs> <laughs> That's the good shit, right? <laughs> or gin, whatever the fuck. I'm really high. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen my tentacle monster? <laughs> I've watched I'm really into hentai. <laughs> I love the, the Japanese anime. <laughs> See, now you just sound like stereotypical Japanese. <laughs> well, I'm just. Oh, yeah, I kind of do. <laughs> but you just say, like, I don't know, like, what? Was he not overacting? No, I think he was. He was. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I mean. Usually with that stuff, you get like problem like if they have to wear like prosthetics and like have to like mm-hmm. under a layer of like latex, like you have to overact to get it through. Yeah. And then you might go into like Jim Carrey territory, but with him, it's like we see your face. Yeah. Even with divorce, it's like what's the reason for? It? Like I get he has lung problems and all that. Well, and he was like a a, re- a rebel Darth Vader. Yeah, and it's like you get like like with us, he's gonna be in the new Star Wars series. Yeah. And it's him develop and it's forced with. I've seen him, and you were right. He's nothing like what he is in Rogue One. Oh, in Clone Wars. Yeah. Yeah. In Clone Wars. Yeah. Now he is more like he has for Forrest Whitaker's classic. Uh, like eyes and all that stuff. So it's like, oh, really? They yeah, make him, him tomorrow more. night, I guess, on Rebels. Because like it's gonna lead in. to like how he, why he is that way in Rogue One. Because um, you know that they have, him, and he's actually voicing it. So it's like did, props. Oh, it's really Forrest yeah, Whitaker. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna ask, is gonna do the stupid ass voice. No, so I guess he is. No, no, but they showed him, and he doesn't have. So I guess it has something to do with whatever happens. It, it sounds fairly. It's, it's kind of like a wasn't uh, the guy, the asthmatic guy, the J- Darth Sith something. Oh, Six um, Arms, episode three. General Grievous. Yeah, yes. Grievous. Whereas, like, why is he wheezing? So he's like, oh, he got his fucking lungs caved in. But fucking Mace Windu, that shit was dope. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> so it's like, oh, that's why. So it's like, it'll lead to, like, why he talks like he's smoking that shit. <laughs> it didn't help that he literally has a scene where he like, inhales deeply because that weird ass look. No, no. You <laughs> got the no. good shit on Jedi. <laughs> no, I got it. This isn't Purple Kush. <laughs> no. I got it. Rebels finale is his Darth Vader scene. He just gets up, he's like, let's go, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> just some shit like that. Oh, that shit would be priceless. That's how it yeah, goes it's down. like, I don't know, like, what was the direction choice behind that? And it's like, it's already, like, harder here. Like, I always watch movies with subtitles, because one, because I watch a shit ton of anime. Yeah. So I'm, like, subconsciously always, like, going up and down. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, now it's, like, harder to hear, harder to see. And sometimes in theaters like that, you lose something, because then you just, like, you're just watching and you list, miss dialogue. Yeah, you know, some accent or inflections, especially when like it was like so I'd be short. watching and just be so focused on why is he talking that way, that's dude. That's what happened to me. It is what happened to me too. <laughs> to me, I just get fixated sometimes when something's so off. It's like, but why is this happening? And then like some whole plot point has gone by, and I've just missed. Like it. I get you have to do a thing to like differentiate yourself, like you know, but like not when it's just. Uh, I have not, the only to understand you as a character, I have to get past that hokey ass voice, and then get past the fact that like you your relationship with Jen Erso is kind of like a father figure, I guess. But, but you, you breeze and her, and like we don't get to see that. Or you like, breeze through exposition of like, like your I, relationship. I just thought when it cuts, like we were talking before, like when it cuts, like oh you left me. It was like when you were eight. Like what the fuck happened? I don't. I, I don't know. Like they didn't for for that being her actual probably just as much of a father figure as her actual father should have been in like, like story wise. Mm-hmm. I feel like they didn't devote enough time or energy to their, that scene, their dynamic or their relationship. Yeah. And we also have to remember this movie was majorly rewritten. So we don't even know. Maybe there was more mm, that's that was the, left that's out. True. And it's like, you both brought up the same good point before about these characters having to die. But um, I don't know if it was every actor, but most of the main actors were signed up for sequels. 
Oh, one. really? Yeah, in their contract. Those so Jin. There's, there's a rumor going around that in the original version, some of them may have survived. Because mm. why else would you give them the option to come back another movie? Unless you're going to do, like, have Jin be in the Han Solo movie because it takes that's, place that's yeah. earlier. Or maybe you could do a Guardian of the Wills movie with Donnie Yen, but... They're all, they're all four spirits at the yeah, end. Yeah. <laughs> but the rumor was, like, more than one or more may have actually lived at the bat in the original version. Because there's definitely another version of this movie because you could tell just looking at the trailers. Oh, yeah. There's scenes in those trailers so that are nowhere in this I movie. I rebel. Yes. <laughs> or the TIE fighter behind her on the, the, the guard. The scaffolding. Yeah. Wait, yeah. yeah. I got it. Best moment ever. Remember the end of like episode six when you see like uh, fucking retcon with like young Anakin with like <laughs> Obi-Wan and Yoda? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to edit it again, but now it's going to be Donnie Yen. To be Donnie Yen? I want what the force was me. Who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> Somebody on YouTube with editing skills, please make that happen. It'll be amazing. <laughs> I'm from the in-betwinkle. <laughs> Seriously? I'm blind. No, no they'll no, give him the mask no. to cover his face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is the lights are on? Uh, I feel like that was the only thing we really need to talk about was for Force Whitaker. And his dumbass sacrifices himself for no real reason. It's just like, we gotta run! My foot is a fucking rock! I'm not going to do it! <laughs> this captain goes down with his ship, but fuck you bitches, I'm tired. Yeah. Fuck his voice. And I think that's what literally happened. He's like, I'm not doing this shit for the rest of the Yeah, time. I'm not doing this for another hour. <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> I'm losing my voice. <laughs> uh, is there anything else you guys want to talk about from Rogue One? I mean, I'm... I liked it overall, so yeah. I, the second I still viewing. I it's a good movie. Yeah, it is a good movie. Again, it's second for me. <laughs> like I, I can might complain about it, but I never really had attachment to other Star Wars movies. So for me, that's it's a, still that's the problems. You can complain about movies and still enjoy them. Yeah, yeah. I, a lot of people lose that sight. It was like, oh, why are you going down? I'm like, listen, I'm just listing problems that I noticed, but I still enjoy it. Yeah. Oh, you're overly critical. It's like, no, I just you know I have Love a movies. taste. <laughs> <laughs> I can watch Transformers, but I know their shit. Yeah, yep. I'm probably gonna see the new one. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna give up, okay? Stop oh it. my god, stop doing that! <laughs> every podcast, every podcast, so it comes out. Fucking Marky Mark, <laughs> we're not gonna give up, okay? Oh, and our city told me you didn't know Marky Mark was fucking Marky Mark. <laughs> okay, disclaimer. <laughs> that's awesome. I just thought he really looked like Marky Mark, and that's why we called him Marky Mark. I didn't know they were the same person. You side by Marky Mark and Mark Wahlberg. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> How come I've never seen them in the same room together? <laughs> we were watching some video and it's like, oh, like Marky Top Mark. dance songs from yeah. like the 90s. Thank you. What, what the fuck channel that was? Feel the vibrations. <laughs> it's like, feel the vibrations. I'm like, yeah, that, like, that's Mark. It's like, oh, now the Academy actor, Mark Wahlberg. She's like, wait, what? I'm like, <laughs> yes. blown. Yes, babe. But what none of you saw, which I sort of wish there was like some like security camera on or something, is that I literally got off the couch in my fleece onesie and Naruto ran out of the room screaming <laughs> my <laughs> arms behind me what? like what is this what is going on what is dash, 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 dash. from the revelation <laughs> from the revelation Arsenio found me on his bed like I don't understand this world so you weren't feeling vibrations <laughs> <laughs> no I'll never hear that the same way again I legit paused it turned to her I'm like he's not gonna keep dancing okay <laughs> oh god I'm sorry. I'm it's, sorry, a it's a transformer. <laughs> you gotta like twag it out. I'm a builder. I build things. <laughs> oh, I'm a scientist. I know things now. Oh god. Next next episode, Transformers live reviews. <laughs> we'll live. We'll live we it. Should, we should live live it. That I could I could literally yes, do a running commentary of Transformers. Exactly. 
We got a lot of episodes we got to do this year, guys. I mean, me and Jordan had a, like a side chat. We're like, listen, we just watched Teenage, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the originals and the new ones, drunk as fuck. And just like, Too say all the shit. It'll be a five hour episode, but it'll be amazing. <laughs> hey, some copyright podcasts do that, man. I wouldn't mind it. Also, we still need to. We still belligerent by the end, too. But the. And Mikey? Oh my God. It's a fucking robot shredder. I'm gonna be like stupid rich. Yeah, a little too rough. And we still need to do our anime special because we actually have anime fans in this room, but we never talk about anime. I mean, we got reviewers that say they want to hear us talk about comics. I mean, manga counts. Like. Attack on Titan season two is coming out. We yeah. Can Attack on Titan. Yeah. One Punch Man. I mean, we can just review like some Code of our favorite Diaz anime. Code is coming back. Yeah. We could talk about how oh, that yeah. was since it's going to come back for another season. That is one of my favorite anime. So we got an anime episode we got to do. We got, I, I guess, do we still do the 2016 catch up at this point? <laughs> <laughs> the best. I mean, we kind of did. We just ran we it on like the did. major we points. Started bitching about VVS. Eh, we'll re- do it by ear. We also got to do a Man of Steel review. Yeah, we do. A retrospective. Because did we, we ever do a Suicide Squad review? Yes, I did. He did. With oh yeah, right, and then we timed yeah. in when we jumped in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got your opinions. We did the so extended, that could be in the recap. We did the extended cut. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. The extent of cutscenes. <laughs> Basically, that's all that shit was. <laughs> oh, God. The itch in my crotch. I think. Oh, fire I, in my lungs. I think our next podcast should just be a bunch of sound bites of all the random shit that's <laughs> happened in the movies. Of Dude, if I was an action figure, I'd have so many fucking pull quotes from my jawstring. <laughs> <laughs> they BBS'd it. We'll just play a game. We'll just, what? like. We'll keep naming like shows and movies, and then somebody else will have to like name the most ridiculous soundbite they can think of. I got it. Drinking game for the audience. The next time Jordan says BVS, take a shot. I apologize in advance. <laughs> oh, for those curious too, BVS stit is BVS apostrophe D. <laughs> BVS. Oh, just D, no ED. No, not ED. You BVS. <laughs> just a D. Just yeah. Just the Just D. Just the D. Just the D. <laughs> I think we should end the episode with that. <laughs> Blur vision. Just the D. <laughs> <laughs> Coffee. <laughs> Except for when I come dancing it. Do 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 do. It's Sammy's show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like the uh, the record skips. <laughs> it's like everything. Segment. Sam. Everything I do so Sam. <laughs> Don't you wish you so Sam? <laughs> so one of these days I'm gonna cover that rap live. <laughs> Oh my god. That should be glorious. <laughs> All right. First episode of 2017. It's called A Rap. I'm Jordan with Arsenio. Samia. Jason. And we will see you next week. See Later. you guys. Bye. Bye. Peace. Blurred Vision is a podcast made for fans by fans. Find us on Instagram at Blurred Vision or at our website, theblurredvision.com. You can also like us on Facebook or Twitter as The Blurred Vision. Don't like iTunes? We're also on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and YouTube. For any questions or inquiries, please contact us at theblurredvision at gmail.com. <laughs>